episode 245 of the Saturn Studs podcast. We've been doing this shit for six years. It's the sixth anniversary show thing. What's the, what's the sixth anniversary stone? I need to look that up. I, um, I, Amethyst. Oh, six. you mean I have to, like, pay attention to these, like, special stones now that I'm getting married? Yeah. Oh, you I, were close. Uh, Wait, uh, Kurt, you were, Kubrick's or were you right? Time, the cheapest. Did you do it? Amethyst, right. sixth anniversary <laughs> wedding gift. Oh, baby. I am upset. I don't want to have to get any. That's why I'm the greatest. <laughs> Kurt, the goat of stones. <laughs> Which infinity stone is amethyst? Is that the power gem? Is amethyst purple? She that would purple. be. Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember which one was. Could I just get like an uh, infinity gauntlet, like as like a wedding gift for my fiance, and just be like, Only? every anniversary I'll get you a different stone. I don't know. I would. I would. I would tell you <laughs> if I knew your fiance, if we had ever met, before you decided to tie the hey, knot. <laughs> sorry, you guys can't make it down to Baltimore. Sorry we scare you away with our protests and our riots. <laughs> Sorry we scare you away with our madhouse storming of the Capitol building. <laughs> the Yikes. Turns the Capitol Dome yeah. into the Thunderdome this week. If that wasn't so sad, I'd make that as our uh, coming at you live from Nancy Pelosi's office, but don't. <laughs> Don't, don't get, really want to we encourage there. that activity. We didn't give our names to the we news were. like some of these idiots. <laughs> oh yeah, Derek Evans is in the Capitol. <laughs> you fucking mar- or posting it to like your Instagram. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. They maced me. <laughs> Why'd you storm the Capitol? It's a revolution. It's a yeah, revolution. you got off easy. You know what usually happens in a failed revolution? Your head gets fucking cut off. You go to the guillotine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that shit is probably going to open up a whole can of beans over the next, like, few months, I bet. You know, I, that, that fucking scene, it, it, it's like it came straight out of a fucking comic action, comic though. book or comic book movie. Like like Wonder Woman 1984. Looked like, yeah. It looked like the end of Wonder Woman 1984. And not God just because... That was... That's because it was horribly What was your wish? <laughs> yeah, that was everybody's my wish. My wish was that this was a better fucking movie. That's what Don't my wish was. Don't you all just want to renounce your wish because it's the right thing to do? Is it is hydroxychloroquine the wish stone? Is it the dream stone? <laughs> you inject it in and you can make a wish. You inject it into your veins and you get one wish. These vaccines, the the, the vaccines that are coming out, but only from Pfizer. It's the dream stone. You get the injection. Moderna's Vax, I I actually prefer because you don't need the ultra cold storage for it. Don't know how, like, somebody at Pfizer really fucked up because they're just like, oh, oh, we don't? (laughs) Oh, you just add that. Oh. I don't know what they had. I mean, there's like 18 companies that had vaccines and clinical trials, and two have been approved. I'm sure there's more on the way. There's, uh, I believe, a third way. Like I said, we're 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 in the part of the game of pandemic. 
where one player has all the cards they need for the cure. We're just waiting for it to come around to their turn again. <laughs> but my only question is, is the com- is my local combination A&W Taco Bell going to be a Pfizer restaurant or a Moderna restaurant? Like You, you stick your hand under the soda fountain and just... Is it going to be a Jets you, and a Sharks wait, situation? Hold on. Do you have a combination A&W and Taco Bell? Not, not in Troy, sadly. Wait. I mean, okay, I was about to say, that must be new, because that was not there when I was living in, in the area. In Owego, there is a combination A&W Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, so like two hours away. I've <laughs> only seen, like, Pizza Hut and Taco Bells, uh, right? Is that the this, other is, one? this is a different Wait, breed. KFC. KFC Taco Bell, I think, is the most KFC common. KFC is the most combo. common one that I've seen. Yeah, there was a meme. There was a meme on TikTok that was going around. That was a, a song about, "I'm at the Taco Bell, I'm at the I'm Pizza KFC. Hut, I'm, I'm at, at the, the combination, combination Taco pizza Bell, Taco yeah, Hut, Pizza Bell." I've uh, my girlfriend, who's only slightly younger than I am. I'd like to put put that out there. Robbing the cradle. Keep showing me TikToks, and I come to the conclusion that I am too old for TikTok. Oh. And I told her this yesterday, and she's like, yeah, I've known that for a while. I'm like, it's not endearing when you make the joke about me. I can make the joke about myself, but you can't call me old. That's not fun. Man, maybe <laughs> one day some of my youth uh, will rub off on you, Kurt. I'll rub some of my youth on you next time we're... Just some of, are, some yeah, of that like, youth. This is, this is fucking weird. Just, like, not related to anything we're going to talk about or anything in general. But Jake is technically, by like six months, Probably. the oldest among us. Yet he is the youngest among us because Peter and I are like, we're technically old souls. millennials, but we're Gen Xers because <laughs> our parents were boomers. <laughs> I love myself. I love oh, myself yeah, a good steak and eggs at the diner in the morning. You were, were you born in 95? Uh, mm-hmm. I was born in 94. Oh, Peter was born in 95. I was born in 94. I don't remember if it was 95 was the cutoff or not, or if 94 was the cutoff. 96 is the cutoff. Oh, I think, I think you're millennials, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're millennials, millennials, for like, sure. Millennials cover a massive, like, my brother, who's like, d- doesn't it's have a 81 Facebook. 81 to 96, I think. Like, deep into the rabbit yeah. hole. He's like a, a hardcore. He, he's, he seems like an old man at first, but then you're like, oh, he's a millennial. But he would never well, be Peter and I have, have older up. parents. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, we've got those Gen X values because our parents were boomers. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a really disturbing uh, TikTok, though, where somebody was like... Uh, Just one? No, it was, yeah, Is this going to be like really... the one where the girls pretend they're from the Holocaust? Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Uh, this one will be disturbing to us in particular, just because we're kind of at that age where we're like, man, kids these days, man, right? I mean, Somebody was like, kids. hey, I'm buying alcohol. Do you need to see my ID? They're like, yeah. And they hold it up. They're like, oh, I can see the two. You're good. Or I can see there's no two. Right, we're at that those. point where all they need to check is the first digit mm-hmm. of our birth year. And as long as it's a one... Yeah. We're over 21. I need to... Yep. Kids born after 9-11 voted this mm-hmm. year. 
How does that make you feel? Here. I got the... Uh... I remember having this conversation. Like, there is a generational divide there, I feel, because, like, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend not that long ago, and she was born in 97, and she's like, yeah, I don't really remember 9-11. I'm like, oh, that's right. You probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was young. It was first grade. I remember we were all called to the rug because, you know, it's elementary school. There's a rug. You sit on the rug. They mm-hmm. read your stories. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, a building struck or a plane struck a building in New York City. And that's all they told us. And I was like, I've got family in New York City. I wonder if they're okay. It's amazing how, like, fast. We weren't allowed to go outside during after school care because of fears of terrorism. It's amazing how fast, like, reactions happen then because, like, I'm assuming, like, our schools had to have started within, like, hours of each other. And I was still at home, and they canceled school. So I was never even in school. A lot of parents came to pick up kids. I remember, like, mm. half our class after that announcement, like, within 20 minutes wow. was gone because parents came to take their kids home. Teachers were like, yeah, take them. Fuck it. But I I was there through the whole school day <laughs> and after school care. Nobody to explain <laughs> the right thing. Just I didn't fucking... know what was going on. I just know we couldn't go outside <laughs> because I guess the terrorists were going to crash a plane into fucking Shenandoah's playground. Yeah. Simpler times, man. Simpler times. <laughs> I, I, yeah. found, I found this real. So did you guys know? That the Xbox, there's been more time in our lives that the Xbox 360 has existed than not. Yeah, that that, that is correct because 05 was pretty early on. And that means in the those days kids, there, there are kids who were 15 who never who never played the Xbox 360. They were too. It was too old for them. I'm sure they played the. Uh, Unless their parents hated them, and they were like, "Here's your Xbox, kid." <laughs> I mean that's 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 a fair point because Peter, I know you and I are in the mm. same boat. We were Genesis kids, even though we were born in the tail end of Genesis. Yeah, firmly in the cycle. Dreamcast time, but Genesis Genesis was Nintendo Genesis. Genesis did do what Nintendo. I think if my brother was bigger into games, I probably would have gotten to the Genesis because he probably would have got it, and then. As a result, I would have gotten it as a hand-me-down. The most I got... I challenge you kids out that there. that brick, the Game Gear. Lion King on the Sega Genesis. Be it. Make it past the fourth level, and I will personally PayPal you. If you send me a screenshot, like, on the on the actual hardware, emulators don't count. <laughs> yes, because... Because I don't trust you not to cheat. I need you to send if me you the send cartridge, me a screenshot, and I'll send you the money send me a scre- so that I can claim that I beat it. <laughs> Uh, Lion King on the Genesis. (laughs) Show me the fourth level completion screen on your actual Genesis hardware, and I will personally PayPal you $15. It's a small amount, so you know it's it's legit. That's how how I gauge things in general. It's like the less a person exaggerates, the more you know it's real. It's like, man, that's so old. That's like a thousand years old. No, that's like three years old. (laughs) <laughs> and it just that just hits different. Oh God! Wow, that's that's probably real. Like Wonder Woman like nineteen eighty four. It was, it was, <laughs> it didn't live up to my expectations. That was a real <sighs> movie. I thought I just had a fever dream for an hour and forty three minutes. That's really what it felt like. <laughs> you mean two hours what, and thirty five yeah, minutes? It was really that long. <laughs> 
Fuck, yeah. they stretched a lot out of it. Okay. Sure did. Could have cut easily an hour out of that movie and nothing would have changed. I can't wait till we get to our hot takes. Oh. Um, oh, let's go warm up. After oh, yeah, we hit the beach for Trey Watch in January. Oh, yeah. Ice get cold. out your TV dinners, put them on your trays, and watch them as you watch TV. Yep. Yeah, that was it. That's oh, we're good. Oh, we're golden, baby. Uh, we'll get to the point where we're on our audio podcast. We'll have animations for ourselves between segments. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll enjoy it. Everybody at home, fuck yourself. Yeah, it just plays for us. We're, so, we're watching the cool animation. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were doing video podcasts for a while, but then I stopped because it was more work than I wanted to do. Like, I, I want, I, I imagine, I envision something where, like, do you remember the soup with Joel McHale? Mm. I do. And he would... No. You don't... Oh, that's right. You never had had cable, right? No, I did not have cable. So this was... I had cable toward the later years, yeah. I remember... Yeah, it was like a a talk show, like a late late night... It was a TMZ sort of thing where he'd make... It was Tosh.0 style, like he'd make fun of shit. Yep, very like... It was like an early Tosh.0, early ridiculousness, um, but he was, I think, funnier, in my opinion. Um, than all those schmucks, um, and he had a he had a, a thing where you pull down an oven door and uh, like a, a thing of soup came out and it was like very poorly animated and you look back and it probably hasn't aged well, but I I want I want something like that for us for tray watch on a tray and you watch. <laughs> First that we've got a movie reported on months ago. Nope. Uh, when it was being made, Malcolm and Marie. It is the uh, the the movie that uh, she who shall not be named made uh, during the height of the COVID <sighs> outbreak. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You're gonna curse us with technical difficulties. I'm already holding back, having to use the bathroom and calling for us to pause. <laughs> <laughs> Just you just gotta aim I don't it. Need that Kurt, this is where all your trajectory studies in college come through. Don't you have your don't you have your, your empty on standby? I do have an empty on standby. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're lucky. You you're smart. You got glass. That's a soft opening. I, however, have a can <laughs> and must gotta... risk the dreaded cut. <laughs> See, I keep I have an open mouth one. So it's really easy one. Mm. Mm. What I'll just I'll just dump out my melatonin gummies and fill this bad boy up. I have chewables of melatonin. <laughs> Speaking of melatonin, Zendaya. Yeah, somebody who just yeah. took her melatonin, Zendaya, looks like there, she's about a to bed. fall asleep. I see it in in the still frame. I see of this movie. Uh, it's a it's a romance movie shot in black and white for reasons I'm sure. Um, in it's got ultra the guy high, from uh, ultra high def black and white. It's got the guy Great. from Tenet in yeah. it. So between takes on Tenet, yeah. he was uh, shooting this movie with John David Washington. Yeah. yeah. 
or whatever his actual Somebody name was is. I heard, I heard he shot this whole movie oh, in, in one David take, technically, because every time we'd go and he'd do the scene, and then he'd reverse time and go back to the tenant set and do a take there. Yeah. But, like, wouldn't that take up so much time for him to get, like, colored again? Because, like, Tenet was in full color and then this is in black and white. And it just seems like a lot of, like, time in the makeup chair to, like, put on his black and white. Jake, you're... I I don't don't know how to put into words how stupid that is. You know that they have knobs on set to desaturate reality. Oh! It's right next to the... That's why we have the 5G towers. They installed it as the new feature. (laughs) Just get blasted with desaturation radiation. I like that. Desaturation radiation. Make everything black and white. That's like the plot of every, like, like kids movie about free expression ever. Like, the government, they're taking away all the color. We have to fight back. It was probably an episode of, like, Codename Kids Next Door. Isn't that just the plot of The Giver? Yeah, yeah. yes. I think That's so. why it was shoehorned into every, like, a single episode of, like, old shows. Oh, no, the man is taking away color, and we're going to be boring, and... And we'll just... We have to recreate the plot of Footloose. We have to survive. <laughs> Must dance. Yeah. Must dance. Does Indiana dance in this movie? I don't think so. I don't know. No, but she wears a lot of skimpy clothes, and I'm A-OK with that. <laughs> I'm sure. She is our age, so we can uh, non-creepily lust after her. More importantly, Man, she is she was a, If only she was like five or six years younger. <laughs> ah, Jake. You never cease to amaze. Never, never, never miss a chance. And we're back... I had a As we were, situation. we've been back for this entire time. Yeah, you, we didn't, never missed a beat. No real estate talks here. No, no. football talks here. No football. What All is football? Anthony Mackey's robot body. All yeah. outside the wire. His weird body, even when it's not robot. He's got <laughs> his, his pecs don't match the rest of his body. It's not, it's weird. You know what's funny is I... I thought for a second when I saw the trailer name, I was like, oh my God, are they doing like a movie? That's what I thought too. Of like The Wire? Of like, because like like it was a really good show apparently. Seven seasons in a movie of The Wire? Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Like a movie. It's like what they did with Breaking Bad. Like they brought it back for a movie and like tied up some loose ends. El Camino. Yeah. And I'm like, outside The Wire? The Wire? Why not? I don't know what The Wire is. This is the. It's set in your town. <laughs> yeah, I should know what it is, but I don't. This was not, and I want to pay close attention to this because I just I love the attention to um, detail for nerds. In the opening shot of this trailer, they have the robot dog from Boston Dynamics just fucking walking around. Oh, they paid to to get sponsored, and that they're like, oh, a hundred percent. Nobody's got stick legs and walks around all robotically like the Boston Dynamics demon hellhounds that they have. Well, now they've gotten they've gotten way hard with their uh, with their marketing because now they're like doing dances and boogies. Do you see their latest video? No, well, I will pull it up because they're like, guys, I, we promise they're not fucking demonic. Please, watch. they're dancing. <laughs> they're friendly, right? Um, yeah. 
There was a... There was a time in my life where I wanted to work for Boston Dynamics. Oh, fuck that. Are they actually in Boston? I'm assuming. They're probably right next to, like, MIT. Cambridge. Cambridge? Yeah. That's a, that's a fair clip away from Boston. But, yeah, so... They're doing, they're doing the mashed potato. And it's... It's too good. They're like the roboticists who get paid, who who work a hundred hours a week, and get paid a commensurate amount for that much. They uh, they're like, ah, oh, we'll do we'll do a little marketing thing. That's kind of scary. It's crazy how fluid it is. Oh yeah. Oh my god, dude, these are this is what's gonna take over us. Right <laughs> And they're gonna dance on our skulls. It's gonna be like that scene in Terminator when the yeah, where he crushes the skull and he's got the it. It's just gonna be this dance. Just <laughs> do the twist. They're fucking moonwalking. Well, yeah, like doing the har- They're doing the um, every day I'm shuffling. Well, oh. with the open bar at Jake's wedding, you get enough rubbing me, and you'll see me moonwalk. Ooh, cha cha cha. Duly noted. I can. I actually. I actually can dance. I'll make I've sure been, they just feed you rum. I've been rum. Rum, cakes. rum gets rum Latin crab in cakes. Me. Caribbean crab cakes. I don't like seafood. It does not agree with me digestively. Right. You got a second choice. I think. All right, uh, Kurt, just hand me all your clams. I will slurp your clams, Kurt. I think beef tenderloin will be the second option. Is there going to be a Saturn studs table where you just quarantine us? <laughs> <laughs> I have to as long as out. Zach's there. <laughs> he might be with a bunch of uh, people from Alfred State. I'll I'll take it. I might just have like an Alfred Alfred table. Well, we can do... Kurt, Is that all you know I am to you? Someone from Alfred? <laughs> Kurt, we can be the ringleaders on this. You so know Alfred you have State one thing kids in will just common. do whatever you suggest them. It's like They're like hypnotized children. You just plant the, the message in their heads and they're like sleeper agents. They'll just wreak havoc on your behalf. Or do you want me to put you with uh, my aunt who's listened to the podcast and ask me why we swear so much? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe because you're not the target audience? It's not for you. <laughs> she was like, I've had two relatives who were like... I'm a drunk Irish bastard, that's why. <laughs> aunt Francis and Uncle Gary, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, but come on. That's the most sorry. aunt and uncle name I've ever heard. Why do you swear so much? You don't need to swear. You're funny anyway. <laughs> uh, go back to listening to Ben Shapiro. I don't got uh, time for this. I swear because Does, he better have per- a fucking fitness program fuck called Ben Shape Up Hero. Word. <laughs> I'm like maybe oh. maybe we'll do an episode where it's all all PG and we I, we review we review uh you know, kids shows or some shit like that. Well, we've no, already Saw. done that. We're, we're gonna do like, we're gonna do the PG <laughs> review the Saw. <laughs> I don't think I could do a full show without swearing. It is a weakness of mine. But you I know have what? a dirty I have a sailor mouth. It's actually I, I feel like it's a uh, a byproduct of like going to engineering school and like working in manufacturing. Because mm. I've gone to like every single like any manufacturing place I've been to, they just have the gnarliest of vocabulary. There's there's a critical mass where if it's if it's like a couple people 
you'll be polite because you're like right in with each other talking. And then if it gets to like three or four people, then you bust out the fucking sailor mouth. And then you get to like 10 people and you're like, this is a meeting. I, I got to like <laughs> gotta chill it out here. <laughs> this is actually charged. There might be oh, a manager fuck. in the midst. There's someone here, yeah. Well, I got a, I got a friend of mine. I've who, sworn um, I'm a manager before. It's fine. <laughs> I got a friend oh, who yeah. like who was he was in the military and like military people are a different fucking breed, and they <laughs> will fair. like use it as filler words. Like instead of saying um, they just say fuck. So it's just like every other word, and he let one slip in front of like his his head, his big boss, mm-hmm. his boss's boss. And it was like a small meeting with them, and she was like, "Oh, I haven't heard that in a while," because <laughs> everybody's mad polite around her. Oh, I can fucking bet. Yeah, that so, they're fucking quiet around her. He was like, he, as soon as he said it, he was like, "Oh, yikes! Fuck! <laughs> I gotta watch myself." She's like, "Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Wait, no!" <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so anyway, outside the wire, uh, Anthony Mackie plays a cyborg human person. What who if the term a regular Terminator human propaganda. person? Yeah. Uh, Dame Dame Idris. Um, that's is, what his is, name is. I really don't know yeah. why they decided to do the plot of B fourteen one and two without B-14 the special effects budget that that movie had. <laughs> like, I. I knew what I knew what this movie was going to be as soon as I saw the first shot in the rain, and the rain was definitely the fucking bucket above their head with the with the holes poked in it. I'm like, yeah, that's just water throw, falling through buckets. <laughs> Go it's back, look, look at like the first couple seconds of it. On, you look up at the close up shots, and you're like, oh, yep, there, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That was my first yeah. jewel hit in like eight months, so forgive me. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like it's very symmetrical. Yeah, it's very, very like yep. They drilled holes into buckets and from the and... same people who brought. Wait, who did they? Which one? Uh, what did they bring? Oh yeah, the old guard and extraction. You oh, know, oh, God. Netflix dad movies. It's then it's all these movies. Of, are... I'd like to point out that every movie we're reviewing today, or every trailer we're, we're reviewing today, is for a streaming service. It's yeah. True. HBO Max is the last one we got, but these first two have been Netflix. Original, Specifically so. produced by a streaming service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like these are only coming out. This isn't like the HBO Max, like, <laughs> uh, Cuban Shuffle, where they put it in theaters and also on streaming service and fucked over like thousands of people at the same time. Uh, if I had a nickel for every article I said, I, I've read, I should say, that said, was Wonder Woman 1984's reception impacted by the HBO Max simultaneous release? I would have 30 cents. <laughs> oh. That's a that's, lot. That's a lot of articles. That's six though. articles. That's wow. Wow. Let me give you a hint, everyone out there. People are hating on Wonder Woman 1984 because it was a bad movie. Not because it was released on HBO Max at the same time it was theaters. As I I texted Kurt, it doesn't matter how HD your thing is if the plot is in 144p. 
yeah. that, that got a good good laugh out of me. <laughs> That's pretty good though. That's pretty accurate, honestly. Uh, right. I, I honestly couldn't and say the it move, better myself. And the, and the movie doesn't even look that good. We will get we'll get there too. We'll get that later. I I think I have enough. Sometimes we have a bad movie that's astoundingly bad, and we can't properly like get our teeth into it. We're just like, yeah. this sucks. This really sucks. And then we just they're like, oh, that's it. We gotta Sorry. soften up. We gotta throw but a couple, this one. Like, early this jabs. one, I can I can just I can Jeez, I can I stick my hand into that cow stomach hole. You know, <laughs> that cow pore really hole. Start rooting around. Just grabbing whatever. I would like to point out. out once again. We've talked about this before, but once again, I'd like to point out: none of the cows on my grandparents' farms had portholes in their stomachs. <laughs> also, I feel I would do my uh, Grandpa Murphy an injustice if I didn't say cows hate the heat. So all those happy cows from come from California ads are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They're giant fucking meat spheres. Of course they get hot. Also, cows are so sweet. Yes. It's it's hard to eat them. <laughs> They're very, very kind and very gentle animals. The last uh county fair I was at, there was um or it wasn't I think it was a state fair actually. They had the they had the, the cow barn thing. I don't know what the fuck mm. it is. They had the, wherever they had the cows being held up. And I just I was just walking through, looking at the cows, like, oh wow, yeah, look at that cow. And there was like just a a, a rancher girl or whoever, just like cuddling with a cow, <laughs> passed out asleep on the cow. And I'm like, this, this is what I needed in my life. This, this is the steak I want this week. I've had cows <laughs> fall asleep on my lap on my lap before. It's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. See now, here's the cows. Right. May their beef always be tender and milk sweet. Sweet, just like how the feeling of lockdown is sweet. <laughs> so in Hathaway, and uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his name, try to pronounce his name. Um, I don't even know what we're they're in a movie and it's it's about it's about like being in lockdown but then it's a heist movie and uh this whole coronavirus lockdown subgenre I'm not okay with it. It's it's right. too soon. I can I can I can I can say his name. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That may be right for all I know. Ejiofor. Ejiofor. Let, let me let me see the fucking. Uh, I'll, let me go back to the trailer and see this thing. Chiwetel. How do you end up with a name like that? Um, your parents have that name. That's crazy. All right, come on. Open That's it up. Crazy. On here. <laughs> this is so crazy, guys. All right, all right. There's a YouTube video how to pronounce his name. It's there now. He's been in movies. I've I've seen his I've seen his face before. Oh, I don't know a... if you know who I am. Ch- oh, all right, I got it. I got the pronunciation it's a Phil down. Collins lyric. Chuatel Edgio for. So Chuatel. Chuatel. I wonder if he goes by Chewy for short. That'd be awesome. I. 
Well, I was watching this trailer and I I really didn't know what it was about at first because I wasn't like half paying attention, but I just saw the scenery of like everybody socially distancing, uh, primarily oh, yeah. two main characters like just interacting with each other, and then like a random Zoom call, and it makes me wonder if we're gonna see a lot of these types of movies come up where. I think we're going to have to because, like, I don't know if you've all noticed, but we've had a, the trailers have all dried up. Mm. Yeah. So I think we're getting to the point where everything we've had in the can is being exhausted. So now we're going to have movies that were shot during COVID times. And because of all the restrictions, we're going to see a lot of movies with just a couple principal characters Mm -hmm. in a very small amount of settings doing whatever like i don't i don't know if we mentioned it during the zendaya um other guy name <laughs> i forgot i forgot what the other guy's name is but he was in tenant uh john david washington. washington yeah washington um but there there was the only two characters in that movie it was a two-person movie that's all it was <laughs> so like i think we're gonna start to see more elements crew, like though. that there was one more all right no there was there was crew Okay. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there were there I were two actors. Crew... No, like you're you're yeah. right. There's two actors, but yeah. I just like we talked about the production and like how strict they were with the protocol and all oh, that. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And like they were all just making sure that they are. They revealed all the list. The list of like things they have to go over. Often. Yes, all the all the rules. We, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. talked about the rules. There were like sixty four of them, or something ridiculous like that. So putting these two movies side by side, it's kind of interesting. You have the Zendaya, sorry, the Z movie, <laughs> Malcolm and Marie, uh, which they don't show COVID, like signs of COVID, like mm-hmm. cautions stuff. Um, but everything behind the scenes is controlled. And in this movie, you have people wearing masks, you have Zoom calls as elements of the movie themselves because COVID was a, you know, is, well, a, I mean, is a plot element. There's, there's going to be, I, there, there can't not have been, you know, cash in movies. Like, I, there's no way this wasn't going to get monetized at some sure. point or another. I'm waiting well, for the terrible horror, horror spinoff. But, monetization. Um, so, like, no, we had that. I don't there remember was what the movie. name of the movie was, but it was like oh, COVID twenty three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. I have the yep. list of trailers. Maybe I can find it real quick. Like, I I don't know if it's so much cashing in as it's like, this is just the reality of the situation. Like, life has to go on, and these are the mo- type of movies that are being made. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah. So I, but I I know what you mean. Like, like I guess. There's a there's a weird mix of like monetizing off of COVID, but also using COVID as a way to protect your actors and crew, uh, because the movie and plot call for COVID precautions. So if if so, somebody staying six feet apart in the movie doesn't seem weird because I think we saw that in didn't you guys see that in Fat Man? Yeah, oh, everyone was, was kind of spaced out. Yeah. Where like that may have like kind of been a more behind the scenes COVID precautions, but everybody interacting on set were like six feet apart. 
I want like a, you know what? I want like a comedy where everyone just has the most ridiculous excuses for social distancing and wearing masks. And it would be, it would be so instantly dated as to be uh, like, like Wayne's brothers, you know, like, you know, epic movie level of dated, but you just be like, Oh, it's, it's Halloween time. I got to put on my pumpkin head. Guys, I, I, I made my costume a, a six-foot ruler. I can't get close to you guys. Just the most <laughs> stupid excuses. And yeah, the, I wonder I wonder how bad these are going to, like... I wonder how bad... How well this is going to age, I guess. It's like, how well is this Anne Hathaway heist movie going to age when, you know, in, in, in ten years we forget about a pandemic? Ten, ten hopefully, years. Hopefully. This isn't going to make it... Ocean's 8 lasted longer than this. <laughs> Don't mention that movie to me. <laughs> Danny right, Ocean had a sister that they never talked about ever before. They Women can steal sleep. things too, guys. <laughs> hey, women can be thieves. You know. That's oh, why our, our spotlight no. film wasn't promising young woman, because... I don't want to talk about that movie. I feel like we would drum up too much controversy. <laughs> I, I can't find what the name of the movie was with COVID-23, but... Yeah, well, that's that's what we matter. got for trailers. We'll move on to the box office report, the follow-up, where we talk about these movies and their critical receptions once they come out. What are we in 1984? Suffered harsh losses down 67.1%, 5.5 mil. Still holding on to the top spot, though. Uh, uh, up do next. Do you have a budget for that? I think it was like 250 something million dollars. Because I made Diane look it up when we were watching it. Because I'm like, how much did they spend on this movie? The effects look terrible. Uh, I guess it's halfway, but I guess we'll never know with like how much, seeing how much like Warner Brothers or HBO Max is. Getting off of it? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's made... Getting off on it. Yeah. Uh, it's made... A decent amount of money. $118 million worldwide. Yeah. Plus however many HBO Max subscriptions it drove. Uh, yeah, that'd crudes. be interesting to see if that ever drove anything. Yeah, the crude's a new age. Up a spot, actually. Back in second. Plus 27.4% week to week, $2.2 million. News of the world down 24.9%, $1.69 million. And it happens to be our spotlight film of the week. News of the world, 73 on Metacritic, 7.2 on IMDb, and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 86%. I do feel compelled to point out that Rotten Tomatoes measures consensus, not quality. So, take that for what you will. And they're, you know, they're but they're, review- they're big reviewers. They're big reviewers. They're 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 paid corporate shills. If you want to know how good a movie really is, you have to go to the streets. You have to find real reviewers with real reviewer traits. And where do those types of people congregate, my friends? Well, I'll tell you. The IMDB user review section. You get real people like 
Mason Fisk, who has an <laughs> 8 out of 10 review of News of the World saying, Can Hanks do any wrong? Ellipses question mark. <laughs> Tom Hanks reunites with his Captain Phillips director, Paul Greengrass, Flight 93 slash Jason Bourne, and this Western, which deals W slash A, a newsreader trying to bring a white child whose family was killed and raised by Indians back to the only living Ken she has after he discovers her initial transport was killed as well. A former Civil War soldier who fought for the South at the expense of his wife who died of cholera waiting four years for him to come home. This was not labeled with spoilers, by the way. Now plies his trade as a newspaper reader presented as a show of sorts to the masses who probably at that time didn't know how to read or were looking for any kind of entertainment. That's a whole parenthetical. Who people, still commands... People 1800s could read. A who lot still of commands a modicum of respect and structure even at this stage in his life when he comes upon the blonde wife, W-A-I-F, played by Helena Zengel who calls him Captain, I guess, an unintentional refrain from Captain Phillips. I don't think that was the intent. He's incapable like of not doing rhymes. the... Yeah. He's incapable of not doing the right thing by escorting the girl to a nearby town who tells him the nearest Indian agent is miles away, which he reluctantly does, and then does what? And then again, when he hits a wall there, he decides to bring the girl all the way to her nearest relations and aunt, defending against a trio of bandits who, hoping to steal the girl in a hostile town when mob rule has taken root and the de facto leader wants to use Hanks to his whims, which backfires by the by, exclamation mark. That's that's a parenthetical. This is a full like plot summary. I guess so. <laughs> if you've seen enough westerns, here's my hold the beer moment exclamation mark. Again, a parenthetical. This isn't exactly <coughs> new ground, but since westerns have gone the way of the dodo, anytime a modern filmmaker takes a stab at an otter. Otter. It's not otter. That's not how that's spelled. Oh. Okay. It should be welcomed and appreciated with selections like Netflix's Godless or even something like Cowboys vs. Aliens. You won't be disappointed, which Greengrass does exceedingly well here, also starring Ray McKinnon and Mayor Willingham as a couple of Hanks lead as a couple. Hanks, it's the same sentence, but it really should be a new sentence. Hanks leads Zangrel with... At the outset, Elizabeth Marvell and another person Hanks has some history with, and the current character actor Dejour Bill Camp, last seen in the Netflix hit Queen's Gambit as the janitor who teaches the prodigy about chess. Again, so you just gonna start spoiling the, the plot of that movie too. Seen as hometown friend of Hanks. No, that's the end of the review. Okay. S- shockingly, one out of three people found that helpful. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I didn't god. realize that was that wordy when I picked it. I just laughed at the <laughs> headline. Can Hanks do any wrong? <laughs> can Hanks do any wrong? So I like I like the IMDB reviewers because they can it, it's the it is literally the Wild West 
not mm-hmm. not for pun, uh, pun intentional pun because it's a western movie <laughs> but because they can be like three stars but actually two stars in the review and the uh the reviews the negative reviews were uh few but harsh harsh uh all right. so three out of ten lady moon pictures i see hanks acting was in hiding guess he's not but maybe he should have been alas because of this so-so plot and grievously slow plot buildup, you feel cheated after waiting 10 long COVID months for a movie this bland and inane. Actors are actors, nothing more. Don't even try to do anything else. But since I did get the Tuesday $5 all-day low price, I give it the extra star. Five out of twelve found that helpful. So really, it's a two-star review, but because they got the good Tuesday pricing, five dollar, yeah, yeah, they, they gave five dollars Tuesdays star. at AMC. You know, all right, hey, can we just give these reviews like hot dogs, and they'll be like, oh man, I got a hot dog with this movie though. So we're bumping up to a ten out of ten from a one out of ten. Almost as good as Papaya King hot dogs. <laughs> I've never yeah, had a Papaya King hot dog. How funny would that be if, like, somebody from the studio went to, right. like, each theater and was like, free hot dogs to see our movie. Hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs doesn't like, seem to me like a good movie theater snack. I know they sell them in a lot of movie theaters, drive-ins uh-huh. especially, but I've never been at a movie being like, you know what I want right now? A hot dog. Free popcorn. I, I don't know. I should make a hot dog and just wrap it in foil for, like, five minutes. Peter, I need to take you to the mall to drive-in. Yes, and you that need would to be have the, the fry burger. Oh, that's burger with the fries on it, right? Sure is. God damn, you're down. I I hold you to that, just like I'm holding <laughs> to his five out of ten review uh, of News of the World. Now I got to get in proper the proper dad slouch for this. <clears throat> dad slouch. Boring and slow. I'm an old man, and I have watched just about every cowboy movie made. This is just a copycat of many of those. <laughs> Outlaw Josie Wells, Lonesome Dave, just to name a few. Help get someone from point A to point B. Hank's too old for the part. That's the end of the review. 9 out of 17. Found that helpful. <laughs> That's oddly the most helpful That's review concise. I've concise. That's very concise, yeah. Hey, he made his point, and he, he did, just left it with the... overstay his welcome. He did. Yeah. Well, and he did that with, with, the, with the grift that I, I feel like a true dad would have. Educate Zan. Kudos. Has a different opinion. He has a 10 of 10 review. News of the World titled An Excellent Story from December 26th of 2020. I go to the movies to be entertained, not to pick at every little error in a movie. I was thoroughly entertained by News of the World. Tom Hanks is an excellent actor. The storyline was fine. It didn't bother me that I I may have seen some of the elements before. Captain Kidd and Johanna made a believable pair. The perils were accurate for a Western. The resolution was fine and welcomed. 
My only two complaints would be the language and the geography. I am not entertained by profanity. It is not a part of my daily life, and and it serves as an annoying speed bump. It appears that some scriptwriters can't communicate without using it over and over. Additionally, the scenery was totally inaccurate for the areas of Texas that they were supposed to be in. I guess this would not be a big problem for the public at large, but it was somewhat jarring to me, having lived in those areas. 7 of 13 found this helpful. Well, oh. fucking snoot. So he thinks, uh, he thinks uh, geography can't change over the course of, like, hundred years. Maybe we should get Neil deGrasse Tyson to set him straight. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, well, actually, if you look at the constellations in the sky, you can clearly see that Texas, at that time, the geography was much like this. So, oh, well, fine. Technically Texas speaking, was in the southern hemisphere at the time. At that time, and relative to Antarctica, which is, of course, at the bottom of the Earth, which has a pole and is cold, and Texas, which is further north of Antarctica and more hotter <laughs> I'm doing the fucking worst job of a Neil deGasse Tyson impression I can ever do you sure are <laughs> don't ever let me do this again some Neil deGasse type of son um, I, have I actually Neil wanted De- I, could, I could watch a 10 minute take of you trying to fucking uh, trying to to down I want you to accent. read the Navy Seal copy pasta in that voice. I'll, I'll just say, I'm a Navy I'll, SEAL with 14 confirmed kills. I, I wonder if there's like a Neil deGrasse Tyson like copypasta like, that he never said. We should do that like, for like the YouTube channel. Like we each take like some of our worst impressions and we'll read the Navy SEAL copypasta. No, I want, I want, I want a bad LeVar Burton impression of copypasta. What the fuck did you just say about me? <laughs> What the fuck did you say? I'm a, I'm a Navy Marine SEAL. I have over 300 confirmed kills. I, I can't even do a bad impression. That, that's all I got. That's also all I remember uh, of the copy I pasta. would need to ro- like watch a lot of Reading Rainbow to try to attempt the liver Burton. I wa- we can just put the footage of him like reading a story to the kids. Take oh. a lot of time and edit together each word. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, this one we got. So, oh, wait, you got what? One. So, IMDb user reviews let me down with this one. I'm not gonna lie. The one there was only one one out of star. One, one out of stars. <sighs> one out of stars. <laughs> Jake, how many? You had the, you enjoyed that one beer? I'm on my second. I drank he's, the he's first too far one gone. fast. I'm too back. deep, and I got my jewel out. That's that. I'm out of beer. I got my jewel out. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a one out of ten. It's all. It's only the one, one out of ten. And this movie is not worth your time and money. This man puts it so. This McKee Kaj puts Mickey it so Kish. plain and simple. He says, "This movie sucks." All that happens is he yells for Chohana in every single line. There is not enough to this story. Waste of time. Two out of eleven. Found that helpful. I. Bad boo. I give your review a one out of ten. You twat. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> two two out of tens didn't have any better. They were shit. 
We, that Fuck man, him. that is a man who needs a hot dog. He needs a hot dog and a two star <laughs> review. <laughs> Get this uh, man some some studio bribe hot dogs. Do you think DoorDash could give me a hot dog right now? Yes, I actually I, I need to check and see. <sighs> Don't fret. Can we all, for good can time. We all just take a hot pause break? You at home too. You at home pause. <laughs> Pause whatever you're doing. DoorDash Wendy's, CS. <laughs> DoorDash Wendy's or a hot dog. You know what? If but, you're feeling real frisky, go buy a $20 hot dog from Five Guys. Right? It's just the bun turned inside, cut in half, oh, turned inside out, and a hot dog. Oh, there, Five I'm Guys. Sure. That's right. Five so Guys hot dogs the- are terrible. Are we all on DoorDash fair. right now? I'm on yeah. Uh, Grub. Yeah, Five Guys comes. Oh, glory oh, days. Ooh, yeah, hot Dog hot Charlie's. Dog. We can go to Hot Dog Charlie's. Checkers has hot dogs? You have checkers by you? Yeah, I guess so. Ah, uh, yes. The uh... I'm also on Grub Cup because I inst- uninstalled Grub Cup. Grub Cup. <laughs> Grub Cup. Grub, Grub Cup. They got, Paddington's ooh. little brother. Grub they got uh, mini hot dogs, which come on the perfect, <laughs> the perfect tray. That you can't have mini hot dogs. Do you not think Ginza Japanese restaurant will have hot dogs? What? Yeah. Do you think Ginza Japanese restaurant will have hot dogs? Yeah, and it, oh, dude, no, they'll do the great. Japanese hot dogs where they cut into the shape of an octopus and they put it on your bento box. Like I Japanese have an idea. To make. dogs. Okay, instead of a hot dog, like a wiener inside your bun, you take <laughs> a fucking uncut sushi roll. Just boom. That sounds in a roll. Carbs. And just slather it with ketchup and mustard, normal toppings like a normal. So, Jake, you want you want your dog uncut and Japanese? Got it. Yeah, uncut Japanese dogs in my mouth. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> get on it, DoorDash. Airman twenty three with our last review of the evening or morning. Morning, totally morning. It's light out. There's light in the sky. It's not the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> um, he's got a 5 out of 10. She's got a 5 out of 10? I don't know. Um, average, predictable, cliched, uninspiring, not Hanks-worthy. <laughs> not Hanks-worthy. I respect Tom Hanks as an actor who almost always picks great roles with great stories. This had neither. To save you reading an average predictable cliched uninspiring not ermine worthy review just know that i've already said it all in the headline average predictable cliched uninspiring not hanks worthy six out of seven i love them i love the middling reviews because the middling reviews they're always the people who feel like they they're going somewhere in their review business because they always (laughs) plug their own channel right how many of mine are like they're like, go check out my other reviews. <laughs> the, those are where you find the most realest of real reviewers because they're like, here's my real review. They and have they're just the sitting most, in their car type most away. reviewer traits. Yeah, they're sitting they have the, the they're, most. They're waiting for the Ubers. Oh, yeah. wait a second. Okay. Since we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984, I want to see the review of this right now. So here it is. Um, I don't. Does it even have a star rating? Oh, I don't even know. Um, so it just said WW84 equals SS20, world's shortest movie review, dash Ehrman, trademark, Wonder Woman 84, sorry, WW84 dash Wonder Woman 1984 SS20, 
dash spectacularly stupid 2020. SS20? Saturn studs? Saturn studs? I need to see what they actually gave this. I, I can't imagine it's not a one, you know, one star. Um, Sort by... Oh, we can sort by prolific reviewer. Yes, you oh, can. No. I've I've tried that on a couple occasions. It's not as there's there's like five thousand reviews of this movie. It's, it's yeah, because it's a big movie. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know where I could find hers. Find his. Uh, so I, I was curious about my reviewers. Uh, the first one that I said, the three out of ten, who gave it a bonus star. For being cheap. Um, I just like looking at some of the titles. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them was uh, Something Borrowed. I guess it's a, a romance movie in 2011. Something Borrowed. They, they The title of their, their review was Something Gay, asterisk, parentheses, asterisk, ridiculous. Like they corrected themselves in their own title. <laughs> More like something gay. Wait a second. All right. Um, that's that's it. That, that's our views. I wanted to see how many I, I might look for how many stars this lady gave this person gave that movie, but it's I think it's gonna be a little while here. Look at all this shit. All right. I think that's it for, for yeah. reviews. So back to the box office roundup. We've got Monster Hunter in fourth, retaining a spot up 15.2%, $1.26 million. Holy shit, dude. This fucking movie tanked $12 million worldwide. I mean, wow, it's it's pandemic. Well, no, it also got removed from China. Uh oh, yes. So the fucking offensive. They had a bad joke, I guess. I guess in it. And... A promising Yikes. young woman, the uh, feminist rape revenge story. In six, got it. Six hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars minus 4.4 percent pinocchio which we talked about last week two hundred ninety three thousand dollars up 7.9 percent still in seventh the war of grandpa and it's 13th week you can go to redbox and rent this movie for two dollars oh my god but it still drew $125,000 in theaters and it was up 40.1%. Why? Um, Christmas! Holidays! Uh, 305 theaters, down 210 theaters, but still up 40.1%. That's, that's certainly something. Alien, the 2020 release, $75,000. And come, something interesting. Come play. Uh, Walt Disney Studios. Uh, they own Alien, I guess, now? Who is uh, that I think it was a Fox? 20th Century Fox, yeah. So. Oh, 20th Century. It's very interesting. It is a uh, rated R <laughs> movie. Just kind of kind of need to see Disney's name on a rated R movie. 
That's why they hit touchstone. Yeah, and other other labels. Pseudo companies. Um come play in its tenth week, fifty nine thousand dollars plus thirty eight point five percent in hundred and ten theaters. And uh, that's 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 about it right there. That's the game. Oh, yo, honorary mention to Shadow in the Cloud coming in hot at thirteen with oh. forty thousand. Oh, good, right? That was the uh, zombie on a pl- on a World War II oh, plane. No, vampire bats. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the planes in World oh, right. War II. Oh, right, and she like she like jumps feminist. and she falls. The explosion yeah. pushes her back into the plane. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. And then she crash in water and punch a vampire bat. Eh? Yeah. Nice. Seventy-five theaters said. We want that in our movie theater right now. They sure Great. did, didn't they? Um, <sighs> all right. On to gaming news. Gaming Twitch news. removes the PogChamp emote after Star encourages further violence at Capitol Hill. Wait, did Pog? Go- did Gutex? Gutex? What? Gutex, no. <laughs> Gutex, no. Gutex, no! Gutex, please! Channeling my internet, Mike Ross. Gutex, please! Uh, he said, will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside the Capitol today, or were the MAGA martyred... Di- no, Gutex, no! <laughs> no! You hate to hear it. You hate to learn about your heroes this way. Gutex, no! <laughs> Remember when you- your favorite streamer was caught in a fucking... <laughs> Riot in the Capitol. <laughs> the video will be aired soon on band.video and the resistance.video and it sounds pretty gruesome. Gutex, no. What you doing, man? Please. Uh, this was a this was a complete I just read the headline on Polygon and I'm like, oh, I wonder how Gutex feels about being made a symbol of of this thing. But apparently Gutex tweeted out some shit that I wouldn't have expected Gutex to tweet out. No wonder he and Mike Ross don't hang out no more. <laughs> Yikes. Check out this combo. Also, have you heard and my I'm, thoughts on the COVID hoax? And I'm just learning about, like, Twitch chat and, like, different emotes and what they mean. So, like, I'm very new to the Pog. Poggers. And, hey, that's Poggers, dude. Poggers? Like, I don't know. Hey, that was some Poggers sex, I my guy. I don't really know much about Poggers, but I am currently, because I will give him the benefit of the doubt. And even if it is bad, I can separate art from the artist. I am a big fan of the excellent adventures of Gutex and Mike Ross. In fact, that's where the name Excellent Adventures for our Mitgo series came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this this hurts. This hurts to hear him him tweet shit like Maga Martyr. And yeah, and now pour one that, out for our our brethren, our yep. Maga brethren, Gutex. Now that we for being removed from oh, socialist, communist owned pour one on Twitch. But now, without this emote, all of Twitch has been left in a state of, dare I say it, poverty. Apparently, he's previously made comments 
spreading conspiracy theories. Um, this is not the Gutex I know. We must find a way to balance out the rich and the in the pod, the impoverished, and the impoverished. This is not the Ryan Gutierrez that I grew up with. No. Um, oh, how our heroes fall. You either, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. I, I think, I think his champ. vegan diet has gotten to his head. Mm, that will happen. The soy. A the, lack soy of... the soy has infiltrated his brainstem. It is true. The MAGA chuds do become soy boys after a while. <laughs> God, after... it's like a different language. <laughs> we lost hogs. poggers on Twitch because the MAGA chuds became we soy boys. We will always remember Gutex for his innovative ball rock combos oh, wow. in 2009. Yep. And nothing more. <laughs> and nothing um, pour one out. Techland confirms Dying Light 2's lead writer has left, but says exciting news is coming. Um, 2020 is a rough year for the zombie parkour game Dying Light 2. It came out strong at E3 2018 with a flashy trailer and Chris Avalone's name attached, but an expected release in spring 2020 was delayed until January. And Avalon was shown the door several months later following allegations of sexual misconduct. Sexual. Sexual intercourse in the ocean. You must be careful not to get salt water up your vagina. Oh, this bothers the fuck out of me. I I don't have any horse in this race. Okay. I don't have any horse in this in this story. No horses. But this bothers me because I used to own an Xbox and I understand the plight of future like we all know like using double A batteries just seems like a a nimrod way to use something that you know is gonna run out eventually, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if you have to constantly reuse it, yada yada yada. Just get a fucking lithium rechargeable battery in there, battery pack in there. Get yourself some any loops. Whatever. Apparently, Duracell spokesman claims Xbox controllers still use AA batteries because of a constant agreement with the battery maker. Oh, no. Ah! Oh, no. Dude, this is why why people don't uh, like capitalism. I also read that story. Um, Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. Any loops are pretty affordable, as are battery rechargers. There are hundreds of companies that make battery packs for xbox controllers it really like it doesn't affect you too much but it is it is kind of shitty to see that like oh yeah because they had an agreement with duracell 10 years ago they're still using double a's it's just like because they can be making a better decision but because Mm -hmm. of money they're not well here's here's the thing about that is like Is it a better decision? So there's pros and cons. There actually are legitimate pros and cons to the the choice to use AA batteries. Because the lithium-ion battery pack in a PS4 controller slash PS3 controller... I mean, it's not super difficult to replace. 
at least on the PS3 controller. I've never disassembled the PS4 controller. But they will wear out over time. They will begin to lose capacity over time. You won't have that fear with AA batteries because if they wear out, you just replace them. So there is a bit of a pro and con give and take with the decision to use AA batteries. And that's kind of where I thought they were coming from before. Before I read this article, it's like, oh, no, it's Duracell is is driving this design decision. Mm-hmm. The, like I said, there are there's give and take. Like it's not necessarily a completely the wrong decision. It's just in a world of hey, world. you get a new console every five years. Let's say I can see one of these controllers lasting, you know, five years. And if it doesn't last five years, oh, so you have to buy, you know, a new controller. Or you don't even need to buy it. You can still hardwire it, probably. I'm sure there's a hardware connection uh, or a cable, at least for these. Uh, so you just do that instead for a while. I, I, yeah, it's been a while since I've gotten an Xbox, so I'm I'm assuming that there's a cable that you can at least hardwire uh, your control. Yeah, you can, you can plug in. So, like, I own PS4 and Xbox One controllers, and I can see the benefits because I've had PS3 controllers that have basically become wired controllers because the battery pack has died. And even if you buy a new battery pack, chances are the capacity is going to be less. It's going to be fewer milliamp hours, and it's it's a pain in the ass to replace. And I, I can see some benefit to having the AA design. How long... I guess I guess my it just depends on how long the battery the lithium battery pack can last. Well, because if it can last for like five or more years, then it's just you like, as a fellow well, why not just go with material that? science person know that there is a finite number number of times you can cycle a lithium ion battery. Mm-hmm. So based on how long sure. you use it, is going to determine how long it lasts at its normal capacity. And there's the additional thing. If it doesn't pull the right amount of voltage, the controller's not going to work. So there could still be some juice in the battery, but if it's registering like 1.41 volts instead of 1.5 that it's expecting, the controller's not going to turn on. Sure, but we we have phones that can maintain a charge for years. And... And honestly, well, the biggest gripe... What's, what's the biggest reason people replace their phone? Because the battery life starts to go down, right? Sure. So After like two years? Plug it in and charge it. Yeah. So you just plug it in and charge it a little bit more frequently, but it's not like it's giving up and dying forever. Like, it'd be one thing if the battery was like, it reached a certain point and then it like just wouldn't hold the charge anymore. It's another thing if that battery just like all right, it, it, instead of lasting you eight hours, it lasts you like four hours. And just every night you have to make sure My it's plugged in. My point is there is a benefit to having a controller where replacing the battery pack is easier. And, and it doesn't void your warranty, let's say. Okay. Let's say opening sure, a PS4 controller voids the warranty on it. 
So, yeah, but I mean, like, how many people are are worried about the warranty two years down the road on a I don't PS4 know. controller? I can't answer that uh, question. I, All I can say yeah. is that there is pros and cons to the design choice that Microsoft has made versus the so, design choice that Sony has made. Yeah. Yeah. I I think what I've gotten out of all this cuz I'm not too keyed in on batteries in this kind of discussion, but uh what seems to me coming out of all of this is that we should just hook up IR transmitters to um pocket calculators and just play our games on those. Cuz those things those they run the sun. They run on, you know, my my incandescence. Right? Just pop just hook it up to just hook it up to the Wi-Fi. It all works. Were you the one in linear algebra who bought the like giant novelty calculator to use on the tests? No, <laughs> that's funny though. Because we weren't allowed to use our graphing calculators. We had to buy four function calculators. And but someone I went did to, come in with them. I went to the Dollar General to buy my shitty little four function calculator, but someone had a giant novelty calculator. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was too fun. I think I remember having to go out and buy a a shitty little calculator or something like that, just so I can use it. And now you can't. And you know, linear you algebra that, should have been out of focus. Been a requirement for should've the been. curriculum. Because <laughs> a lot of shit useful. started making sense once I took that course. <laughs> I still use linear algebra today. That's right, kids. In like thermodynamics for my master's classes. Uh, Slay the Spire is in the news this week because there is a board game of Slay the Spire being made. It's coming to Kickstarter spring of 2021. So you all need to back it so it gets shipped to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wonder, uh, this may sound bad, but I wonder if there's anybody who knows like all the ins and outs of it and can like port it over to Tabletop Simulator. Like before it's even out. I'm sure. I'm. I'm. I mean, I. I don't know what the Slay Aspire board game is going to look like. Like I know Slay Aspire itself is a card based game. Okay. Right. So it, it seems like easy to pour over the tabletop. It probably only uses a couple things to. It's like in yeah. um, it just uses the computer to do some things that you can't really do in a tabletop game, like the um item that gives you a random gray card right there's items that do that you can't do that on fucking paper but other than that a lot of the mechanics are very easily translatable to physical and also i think the rng for slay the spire will be a little better as as a guy who's save scummed and slay the spire a couple times in my life um Mm -hmm. once you enter the battle the actions the enemy takes are set they're scripted so they're the same every time, and the cards you draw are the same every time. So I think in an actual okay. board game, the randomness factor will be a little increased, and it'll make for some more interesting yeah. uh, runs. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I, I love Slay the Spy. I gave him a game of the year in 2019, um, and I will definitely back this at a reasonable tier. <laughs> yep. Because I would love well, We will definitely play, play it when we come over. Oh, for for uh, for certain. I will make you play it. You will have no choice in the matter. <laughs> I should you get a set of fucking like uh, Netrunner. So I could, we could play Netrunner at my house. <laughs> what a fun game. Netrunner. And I will put you through 
D&D. All good. We Wait, should learn how to actually play Gloomhaven so we can actually stream that one day instead of taking an oh, hour boy. to set it up and then never oh, get boy. into it. Uh, okay. Did we pick the wrong one? We should just play Tripoli. Uh, just, just one night. We just play fucking Michigan Rummy. What was an easy one? Um, we should, if you really want to do that, we should look and see if there's one called uh, Dragonfire. That's a lot easier to learn. A lot simpler. I think there's less of a storyline, but better fun. Okay. I like fun. I do enjoy fun. <laughs> yes. Dragonfire. By Wizards of the Coast, I believe. Mm. Also by Wizards of the Coast, Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, it's an Avalon Games collab. A family nice. lied about their six-year-old's Warzone ban to create viral news. What? Bastards. And Call of Duty fans blamed it on Activision. Clout chasers. They're out there. This is why, This is a perfect example of why you should not believe at face value what you read on the internet. This Agreed. This was a Storm slow... the Capitol! This is a slow news day at whatever site reported this one. They're like, there's this story about a a six-year-old who who got lied about on their Warzone ban. What's next? Ten-year-old says he'll fuck my mom, becomes my stepdad in two weeks. Scandal, scandalous. <laughs> I did see a, a video of somebody who was like, it was like, uh, the, the mom came in and was like, "Hey, Timmy, come over and uh, meet mommy's new boyfriend." She was like, eh, "I don't wanna." And then the boyfriend comes over and he's like, "Hey, what's up, Dragon Slayer Forty Eight? <laughs> and they're like, "I haven't used that name in a long time." He's like, "Yeah, remember two years ago when I said I'd fuck your mom?" <laughs> I'm Tank Bang, former Radio Shack manager, turned for a trader. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, dude." That was me back in the day. Modern Warfare 2. Go pew pew pew. Fuck you, Shorzy. Man, I'm glad those shit wasn't recorded. (laughs) Um, Alright. Well, I guess it's time that I give my formal review of Cyberpunk 2020. Uh, I did not get as detailed in the written review portion as I had assumed I would. Was that the, was that the game that came out fifty seven years before Christ Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Oh shit! <laughs> I will not be reviewing the tabletop game Cyberpunk twenty twenty today. <laughs> I will be reviewing the video game from CD Projekt Red twenty seventy. It's just it's like on a wooden board. It's just like old yellowed cards. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, in 2020. I do want to play cars. Cyberpunk 2020 with you, Mooks. <laughs> but I will be reviewing Cyberpunk 2077 today. That's funny shit. Um, Jesus. Because well, last year was fucking 2020. It's in my brain. <laughs> oh, no, we got the coronavirus card. No! <laughs> I so. activate the porn purge trap. <gasps> no! What am I going to do with all these extra porn hub chips? 
Cyberpunk 2077 is a game that uh, made me question a few things. So one of the memes of this podcast is that Kurt hates Skyrim. And I thought I identified the reason why I hate Skyrim being that the main narrative is weak and that even though some of the side quests are fun, without a strong central narrative, the game just doesn't feel as fun. Cyberpunk 2077 makes me question that that is true because in Cyberpunk 2077, the main storyline, it's not necessarily weak, but it's not for everyone. It it deals with some themes that are kind of at conflict with itself, and I just didn't care. Like, there are some legitimate criticisms you can levy against the main storyline, but the world that CD Projekt Red built was so fun to live in and explore that I found myself not really caring about the main quest so much and wanting to do side missions, which is one of the things I can criticize Skyrim for. So I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just needs to be executed better. Like, the the side missions... So, CD Projekt Red, The Witcher 3, was their big game before Cyberpunk 2077. And in that game... Also, a lot of the side missions felt more important than your typical side quest. Because in a lot of RPGs, you do the side quest, and it just it feels detached from the main storyline, and the the production value put into it makes it feel lesser. But in Cyberpunk 2077, there are a lot of side quests that could have been main story missions that just weren't. Like, you interact with... Johnny Silverhand and you have a lot of cool cutscenes and it feels important to the plot progression but it's a side quest and there are so many different storylines that are played out in side quests that are just really compelling like the you there's a cop named River who you find in a side quest and he he goes to, you, there's a whole line of side quests that leads to this like really fucking creepy serial killer bust where he's you know abducting young boys and he's got this weird fucking like fetish for like milking cows and okay. it, it's really fucking creepy and disturbing but it's a side quest mission you're like this feels important i need to fucking go down this rabbit hole and find out what the fuck is this dude's problem and save this cop's cousin who's been taken by this kid. And it feels just as important as the main storyline with Arasaka and all that shit. And Hmm. I've never played a game that made me, I don't want to say care so little about the main storyline, but more so cares so much about the side quests and the individual characters. That's something that Cyberpunk 2077 does very well. 
that I don't feel is being talked about enough. Like, there are legitimate criticisms of the game. And we all know the issues with the bugs and all that. Game ran well on my main computer. That's all I can say. I didn't have too many issues with performance or graphical glitches. Nothing game-breaking or anything like that. The most I ever had to do was reload a save. Because something didn't trigger. So I didn't... Like, it's out there. Like, on my my PC in my living room, I've noticed a lot more, like, graphical glitches and bugs and shit. But on my main PC, I was able to play the game through, through and through. And unlike any other game I've played before, I just wanted to do all the side quests... And I felt like they were important. And what I was doing had impact. And I feel in some ways that kind of... um, I don't know. It made... It colored my view of the game in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. Where I just felt immersed in the game in a level that the first person view helped a lot. Okay. Uh, the Witcher three was a third person game and you played as a set character, Geralt who had his own motivations and backstory through books that were written and he had his own characterization and you never really felt quite as connected to him. I, I feel as you did V in Cyberpunk 2077, like I developed real emotional empathy towards V and the characters he interacted with. Like I was moved by some of the storyline decisions you had to make with certain side characters that you had relationships with. I felt that I, as a person, I as Kurt Bennett had a relationship with a character in the game that V had. And it is a rare emotional response, especially for me, because I am a, a fairly emotionally stunted person. I will admit that. Like I don't form deep emotional connections very easily, but I, the game elicited emotional responses for me where I cared for these characters in a way that I wasn't really expecting to care for. Um, side characters and stuff to the point where I had this emotional empathy and I felt very inserted into the game world to the point where when dialogue options came up and it didn't have the response that I as the player felt would be appropriate for the character given the experiences they had I was a little like what the fuck why can't I say like I don't trust this guy Mm-hmm. and right. all that shit it was it was a very immersive game world and the main story it deals with a lot of themes that kind of are a little at conflict with each other and the ending is very bittersweet no matter what path you choose and I've done about I've done most of the endings including the, the secret ending which um, requires you to have a very tight relationship with Johnny Silverhand. And 
it it kind of the only real difference is that you're able to spare some NPCs that would have died um in all, all the other endings mm-hmm. but it doesn't really affect the things and it's very bittersweet so spoilers if you don't want to be spoiled for Cyberpunk 2077 skip ahead about 3 or 4 minutes I'd say um so it Jeez, comes fucking take his earphones, earphones off. <laughs> it comes down to you have to make a decision. Just gesticulate wildly, like wow. you have to make a decision vis-a-vis uh, whether or not you, as V, the player character, live out in your body for the six months that you have because your neural network has been overwritten by the uh, the the chip that Johnny Silverhand's engram is on. So mm-hmm. you meet old Cunningham, who was a the, the top net runner in Night City, and she's become like one with the ether after getting Soul Killered by Arasaka. Or she she made Soul Killer. So Soul Killer is basically this a device that Arasaka Corporation has that can separate essentially your spirit from your body and code it into an engram, which is the virtual construct of your mind. That right. can be like, like ghost and ghost in the shell. Exactly. Um, which can be put on a chip and then inserted in someone's body. So the relic, which you are contracted to steal and based on your origin story, whether you pick a nomad street kid or corporal, I pick street kid because I felt that was the most appropriate for the, uh, I thought that was the most appropriate for the the story. Um, you're so in the Street Kids story, you're contracted to steal the relic, which is this chip. Um, you're contracted to steal it from Yorinobu Arasaka, who kills his father. Uh, but that's blamed on you. So this chip has the engram of Johnny Silverhand, who is a central character in Cyberpunk 2020, and you do get to play the quest Never Fade Away, which is considered by uh, Mike Pondsmith, who wrote Cyberpunk 2077's... Or, not 2077, 2020's... 2020's. Game book to be the start of the story where Johnny Silverhand and his friends go to plant a bomb at Arasaka Tower. So he gets captured and they use soul killer on him to separate his mind and place it on an engram and that's the relic so you steal the relic and the job goes tits up it goes totally texas Mm -hmm. and (laughs) your best friend jackie wells uh dies in the process and you insert the relic in your head and it starts to overwrite your neural network so you see Johnny Silverhand as a cyber ghost and he's in your head and you talk with him and he can take control of your body at certain points and you have this relationship with him which is complicated but based on how you feel personally you can make decisions and you can further your relationship with him or or stunt it um and he's a real hard at he's an asshole mm-hmm. but I'm also an asshole so I kind of sympathized with him so my relationship with Johnny was pretty... It was high enough to get the secret ending by the end of it. So you need a 70% or higher relationship with Johnny to get the secret ending. Which is basically just the ending you would have 
gotten if you had given him control and he went with Rogue to assault Arasaka Tower, but a little bit different. Uh, I won't spoil too much in case you want to go it. But basically, you have a decision to make where V can live in his body for six months because the neural the chip has overwritten his neural network and he can only survive in his body for so long but johnny can live in his body indefinitely so you have a choice to make you can have the lowest copy paste you can have johnny live in your body and live out his life for the rest of however long your body's going to live or you can take the six months left in your body and live that out. And Johnny, who over the course of the story warms up to you and is like, kid, it's your body. You're going to take it. So he pushes you to to that decision. But mm-hmm. he has unfinished business on earth. He has a love interest. And depending upon how you do it, you can also take a love interest. There are different choices. There's four different choices that you can that are available to you based on your body and voice type. So Pan Am Palmer is available to you if you have a male body um, and male voice. Uh, or No, male body, any voice is Pan Am. Uh, Judy is female body, any voice. Um, Carrie is male body, male voice. And there's one that's uh, female body. Fe- I think Judy's female body, female voice. And there's one that's... So which one did you get? Uh, Pan Am. Okay. Hmm. Um, and I, the Pan Am romance is really good. I'm sure the other ones are just as good, but that one was also very compelling. You're like, I, I care for this character. I I've, I understand the development. There's There was a natural... I feel it was a more natural progression Mm-hmm. In the relationship vis-a-vis a lot of other CRPGs I've played, like Dragon Age and all the Bioware games where there's romance options, and that's a big Romance part of option, it. initiate. Where it's like, I say the right do things. Do the Humpty that's the Dumpty. Thing. Yeah, you do the Humpty dance, and you, you, get, you get your nut off. Um, I felt that these relationships felt a little more human. And that's one thing I really have to praise CD Projekt Red for. The writing, it felt natural in a lot of ways and like i said you develop this empathy with the character where you're like i want my thoughts to be communicated into the game and i'm upset that that's not always an option i see and this immersive game world with these really living and breathing characters and just even the the feeling of like even though you're in a city you can feel really alone like that real mm-hmm. life feeling is communicated in the game in a way that isn't handled in a lot of other games. And right, because the uh, city is just a play box in a lot of video games. Yeah, it's like you do this, you do that, you have all these people, but this feeling of like isolation, even in a crowd of people, which is a real feeling you can have if you live in a densely populated area, but you just don't really know anyone and you're just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. it's communicated really well here in a way that a lot of games don't do and the gameplay itself like the gunplay for like an RPG is really good like it's much better than say Fallout 4 
Uh, but it's it's like not to the level of a first person shooter where that's the draw, the gunplay. Like you have to nail that because that's the game. Mm. But for the RPG genre, it's quite good. And there's a lot of different ways you can build the characters, and everything feels viable, which lends to the replay value. Um, I like that aspect of it. The characters, the so like the origin stories, the Jackie Wells is a character in all of them, and based on it's 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 similar. I was a little disappointed to see how similar the origin stories were. Um, but it's it's different enough to where it's worth going back and and seeing the uh, the different stories. And yeah, that that was a complaint I heard as well. The the similarities, but yeah, the 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 viability of each like class and uh, or or way to play through it being all viable. I like that aspect. Yeah, it really feels so. It takes some cues from other cyberpunky games like Deus Ex, the new Deus Exes, like Human Revolution, Mankind Divided. I've played those games. I've seen. I saw a lot of influence from those games into this game. But it just the level of like presentation I felt it it struck a chord with me more so than those games did. Like I don't dislike Human Revolution or Mankind Divided, but I never really felt connected to Jensen as a character. And I think that's some of the issue I had with like the Witcher series with Geralt, where it's like Geralt's a character, he's well established. <laughs> I don't feel like it's a uh, a proxy for me. And that's fine for some people. I like self-inserting with RPGs. That's how I like to play the game. I like to put myself into this game world and become immersed within it. Not everyone plays that way. I understand that. There's different strokes for different folks. But I really enjoyed the way that Cyberpunk allowed me to just jump in to the game world to the point where it's like, I saw on GOG, it's like, you have 50-something hours playing. I'm like, no, I don't. And I looked at my save game time, and I'm like, holy shit, I do have 50 (laughs) hours to play into this. Oh, my God. Wow. It was was a really fun time, and I like I said, I can't wait until we have a few generations of graphics cards down the line, and all the bugs and shit have been hammered out either by the developers or by the community with mods. And I get to play the game the way it was designed to be played. It'll be like seeing the world with fresh eyes again. And yeah, like I said, the story hit me emotionally in a way that I haven't been hit emotionally by a video game in a long time. <laughs> so if you have a good computer, <laughs> I can't recommend Cyberpunk 2077 enough. Ignore everything you've heard about, oh, the bugs and, oh, like, GTA 4 did it better. GTA 4 did not do it better. It did it different. <laughs> yeah. Play the game. Yeah, and a lot of the bugs and, and a lot of the bugs that you're seeing is, like, stuff that's on, like, PS5, PS4. Consoles. And I we I think we all agree that it wasn't ready for console. Well, I, I've heard... So the word that I've heard is this is like a way they develop games. Um, I've seen a video or two where they're like um, CD Projekt Red builds from the top down in terms of specs where they shoot for the moon and pull back. So The Witcher, which was their first big game, was a PC exclusive. 
But because that was mm. so popular when they made The Witcher 2, there was pressure from shareholders. Pay attention to that word because it's going to come up again. Corpos. <laughs> to make console versions of the game. And they did, and they ran okay, and people enjoyed it. They, I think they was just an Xbox. Maybe there was a PS3 version later, but I think it was just an Xbox 360 version because it was so easy to port over. And The Witcher 3, of course, they developed more of consoles in mind. Everyone's like, oh, my God, The Witcher 3, it runs. This is amazing. And it's like, yes, PC people have had this for a while now. It's been out for a while, yeah, yeah. Um, And so no, everyone, cool. like, I divorced myself from the hype train. And I tend to do this because I like to evaluate games for what they are and not what they were promised to be. So I'm not super in tune with things that were promised that were not in the game. Like the one thing I know wasn't in the game was there was supposed to be a fully functional like subway system. And the Uh only remnants of that are like there are fast travel points that are subway stations. Hmm. Okay. I don't know any of the other shit that was promised and was cut, but the overall product I still feel is really good. And I think you should give yeah. this game a chance if you can run it well with your current hardware. Like the, I don't, I can't speak for the console versions. Perhaps they're just fakakta. But if you're on PC yeah. and you have decent hardware, just give this game a shot. Like play it for yourself. Because even with all these bugs and graphical, and I, I experienced some of it. Like when you're driving the car really fast and your character just pops out of the car T-posing naked. Like, I seen that. <laughs> and yes, that is a little immersion breaking, for sure. But the overall presentation of the game and my playing experience was just fantastic. It really is the best game I played in 2020. I played a lot of games in 2020, and even not limiting them to games that came out in 2020, Cyberpunk 2077 was the favorite game that I played, and that's why I gave it my game of the year. So please, if you have the opportunity, just give it a chance. Don't like go into your meme spiral and be like, Ooh, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is bad. It's bugging. Cyberpunk. <laughs> just give it a chance right. and play it and i, I think I uh, guarantee you will enjoy it yeah i think jake's hair agrees with you it's it's giving a standing ovation oh yeah so that's my review of <laughs> no, Cyberpunk yeah, 2077 I, uh i like the game even though i didn't play it <laughs> it's, it's jake's game of the year <laughs> my game of the year baby uh, my disappointing game of the year. That's what it was. <laughs> so give it a shot, um, and yeah, I I want to play it. I, it's you spoiled everything for me, but I want to play it. Well, I I, no, I was actually careful not to spoil a lot of the major yeah. decision points, and it's yeah, it's a lot I mean, like The Witcher Three, where like you have decisions and it's not clear cut. Like this is the good decision, this is the bad decision. Like, there's a lot of yeah, gray I'm area sure, sure moral ambiguity, which I appreciate. Which is good. Uh, yeah. That was one of my things Because I think with, that's like, a trap that a lot of infamous. games... Infamous. Like, I love copy. Infamous. I love Infamous, too. We've played them on, on stream. They're yeah. great games. Mm-hmm. The one complaint I have is that it's very, like, clear-cut. 
this is the good choice, this is the evil choice. Yeah. I would appreciate more and, moral ambiguity in there where you like make the decision that you would make as a person and the consequences are not, what they are. Not to besmirch the great name that is KOTOR. Not, nothing, nothing to besmirch it. There was a reason for this because you want to pick light side or dark side depending on what side you want to go to. But like uh, dialogue choices for those were very like here's Black the definite white, yeah. good guy path here's the like, definite bad guy because it would <laughs> it was basically because it would like Ramsey automatically mean, right? give you like a, where it's like oh no gorgeous no you fucking donkey because <laughs> <laughs> you could go from like one time like being oh yeah maybe we can work out a deal to literally kill being, like, you where you kill stand him. like <laughs> like like parentheses kill him <laughs> yeah just like no no words just lightsaber and chest and it's just like yeah it and i I see a lot of games like that just have have a lot of uh uh one side or the other uh Mm. but not for the same reasons that kotor has uh i think that had a purpose whereas i could see a lot of rpgs falling into this trap of like here's the right dialogue over here Even and here's how you fuck shit up even, over here. Even, even, even the really the really popular indie darlings, Undertale. I see you, yeah. Undertale. Mass Effect was the same way, where it's like this is this yeah. is clearly the Paragon option. This is clearly the Renegade option. Like yeah. there wasn't a lot of moral ambiguity, which I appreciate in a game because in real life decisions aren't black and white. Like. I'm going to make the evil decision at work today. Things things the things exist in a large swath of gray. And I feel that CD Projekt Red just in general does a really good job of capturing that. I felt the same way in The Witcher 3 where it's like I'm not sure I made the great decisions. But these are the decisions <laughs> I made. <laughs> and I appreciate that in games since Cyberpunk 2077 is no different. So I I um. Definitely encourage everyone to give it a fair shake. I think you'll enjoy it if you're a fan of CRPGs. And I, I, you know, I, I, I sympathize with people who can't run it well and the people who bought it on the console and were really disappointed. But this is the mm-hmm. next crisis. It's a really hard game yeah. to run. I don't know what you expected on mediocre gaming PCs from 10 years ago. (laughs) And, and consoles that are, you know, when you you put them side by side, I mean, yeah, like the, the PS4 and Xbox one were mid tier gaming PCs for 2013 when they came out. Like, I don't know why people thought they would run cyberpunk 2077. Well, yeah, well, Thank you, Kurt, for that lovely in-depth review. That was that was big. That was that was a hot, warm, caramel take. Just oozing, like a nice, like a nice oil rub. You know, cover it all up. Now, I regret to form you, inform you all that uh, now we're gonna talk about the fucking trash fire that is Wonder Woman 1984. And Kurt. You talked for like a hot like fifteen minutes, so you can take as much of a backseat as you want. If you don't want to say a fucking word about this movie, I will say one thing about this movie. I will give it credit for one thing and one thing only. Oh, 
I appreciate the mid credit scene. Where That's fair. Linda Carter, the Wonder Woman from the TV show, was the ancient Amazonian warrior. And she's like, oh. I've been doing this a long time. And I was like, I appreciate that reference. Everything else I did not... was garbage. Absolute okay. fucking garbage. Even when Chris Pine showed up and I could hear in the distance, here I come to save the film. Didn't work. <laughs> I I knew that was the, the girl. I did not know that was the Wonder Woman. That makes it like 10 times better. Well done. This was uh, this was a movie shit, that just yeah. it was if you want to take a backseat, Papa Jake and Papa Pete, we got this shit unlocked. I will I will chime in when necessary. Please do. Um Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I was if I I was the first one to see this of us three. And man, yeah. it was it was fucking fjording the, the pier into the, the water fjalls off the edge of if the cliff. I could, if I could describe it in like like one simple statement, it was like watching a bad Cirque du Soleil rendition with like with like a storyline thrown in there, like a like a, a thinly veiled storyline, like a like a hey, we have plot, but look at us do these acrobatics. <laughs> Did you like the scene where she learns how to fly and it looks like a young Gal Gadot? Back in Tel Aviv, discover that you can sit on a dryer and bring yourself to <laughs> orgasm. Like, by the way, okay. spoilers I, all the fucking way across this entire uh, film. Oh yeah. my gosh, we're not even doing a spoiler-free section. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman, don't eighty-four. This don't. is the don't. If you if you have HBO Max, do knock yourself out, don't. my guy. Watch, but, skip to, what was it, like an hour and 29 minutes in or something? I where think she's like flying. It, yeah, and watch the scene like of her flying, and then you're done. Because that one, we I've seen, you know, it I it pains me to mention this and the the Puma Man in the same sentence. This doesn't Puma even Man rise did up better. To, like, you besmirched the Man. good name of the Puma Man by comparing it to Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Pleasance was a tour de force in that movie. And who do we get? Okay. We get Kristen Wiig reprising her role from Ghostbusters. Okay. One thing about Kristen Wiig. One thing about Kristen she Wiig. She wears a full body wig I, in this? I. There's <laughs> a hell of a rig. I wish she was just all wig. All wig. No Kristen. Wig, get no that Kristen. out of there. Kristen's for my fiance. I want all wig. Oh, no. I, I thought Kristen Wiig was the only redeeming quality of the movie. I thought she was an adequate villain based off the plot, even though even though the plot as the foundation what? even though the plot as the foundation was dog shit and based off wishes and a stone, just if that's your driving mechanism to making I don't remember her actual villain name. Cheetah. What is Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah, okay. And Cheetah. I guess uh, apparently Kurt no you you know more about Wonder Woman than I do. I've heard that, that she is just the Cheetah is apparently the arch nemesis of Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, she should I be mean, like on par with Wonder Woman. Like so yeah, like wishing I I feel like Giganta 
gets more play in the comics than Cheetah does as a nemesis. Max Lord has very little to do with Wonder Woman. I think that was a very odd choice. And the fact that they turned him into a very thinly veiled Trump analogy was a topical directorial choice that did not play very well. Hmm. I will say this for the movie. Um, So some movies fail because the director blindly, they, they close their eyes and they say, my vision is 2020 and they step off. Uh, you know, they step off the last step and they don't realize the last step and they trip and they fall. This was Patty Jenkins with the fucking blindfold on. Watch the amazing high diving woman as she jumps off the Grand Canyon into a fucking like shot glass. Yeah. So here's my theory. Patty Jenkins was a competent director. Wonder Woman was okay, but she just got her yeah. fucking self filleted by every critic. And she got too big for her britches, and she didn't get any criticism for some of the shit that was not good about Wonder Woman, like how Diana never had her worldview challenged, and she was always right, and the fucking campiness, and she just dialed that up to 11. Yeah. And yeah, that was Wonder Woman was... 1984. She just fucking flicked her bean and squirted all over the canvas and <sighs> called it a movie. Yeah, it it really felt like um like like the the tone of it from a director point of view was I can do whatever I want. It's going to be praised regardless. And it's just like I don't know, it right off from the get-go. I want to talk about the beginning of the movie cuz yeah, like the fucking scene in the first mall. impressions this no, movie was no, 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 in not 1984. Even not, not even there. Made in 1984. <laughs> yeah. Um. Before that, at the fucking uh Thermoscarian Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was oh, yeah, where she was slides like, oh, down the no. mountain. Like she cheats and like, oh, is it going to be like the first movie where she's never punished for hubris? <laughs> but then she yeah. is. Um, so like, I'm like, oh, points there, I guess. <laughs> but immediately, as we see, like. I see, like, on a technical level, I start seeing things of, like, little Diana running. It's just this little girl. Like, ah, ah, ah. It's almost like a YouTuber in front of a green screen kind of running. Like, if I was to try <laughs> oh, and fake yeah. running. Oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what some of the green screen in this movie looked like. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, and I, I looked at that, and I looked at the timer, and it said two hours and 30 minutes. I was like... <laughs> um, but the the beginning I was talking about was, like, yeah, that, that I mean that had its flaws. I, I thought it had its. Honestly, I really don't know. It's like what did that beginning scene it set up? Cut did it set up like the fact that she uh, needs the truth. The truth no is cheating. Important. No easy ways out. You gotta put in the work. Work, all right, work, well, work, all right, work. Whatever, work. Patty Jenkins. Work, 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 all right. Always tell the truth. Fine, whatever. Um, but the second, I guess, the second scene. I guess the second big scene, major scene, the mall scene. Uh, where we finally start getting the plot rolling and we see where Wonder Woman is in current era because we, at this point, uh, we don't really know what she's doing. All we know is, we, it's been weird. We know what she did back then and we know what she did in current time for Batman vs. Superman. Um, so what happened between then? And I guess there's just like a... A museum curator. Museum person. Uh, she, she worked at the Smithsonian. Uh, anthropologist. Yeah. 
and yeah anthropologist so whatever she mm. knew her history that's fine um but they needed to like set the scene and this felt like it was just action for action's sake because they knew there was going to be a big like all the action scenes no felt action. like they were action for action's sake none of them really yes. felt organic to the story yeah you know what so this felt the beginning like- mall scene was just like was just like swinging around on a rope Hey, by the way, she has a lasso of truth. Look at all the shit that it can do. Oh, it looks fucking kind of weird. Here's the weirdest looking super strength effect you've ever seen. (laughs) It looked like a noodle. I didn't. I didn't like the lasso of truth. Like it's it's a weird weapon. First of all, for like any superhero, I get it. It's it's hard to work with, but like, no, this just looked uh, awkward to CGI. Right. Like when it split off into two ends, and I'm like, that's not how that's that's not how ropes work. Right. There's an idea forming in my head, and as we talk about this, so I'm gonna lay this out here, and we will. I think it will map on to our rest of the movie. This movie feels like an early 2000s superhero movie. Yeah, I right? will counter. You, you have like where an it feels like a scene. late 90s superhero movie, like. Joel Schumacher, like this. This okay. gave me well, sure. a lot of I, Batman Forever vibes. Like, how do you introduce a brand new? Like, it's like they were introducing like a brand new superhero to us, mm. and they're like, "Look at all the shit that they can." Yeah, start out with a look hook action sequence. Powers. Right, you gotta start out with the fun fight scene. <laughs> I'm surprised they yeah. didn't put a pop song over it, even though. Really should have, because I feel like the whole impetus for this movie was they saw Guardians and they're like, eighties, eighties, and it was filled with fucking eighties. Yeah, the did you and, know it was the eighties, guys? Here, look at this wacky outfit. Ronald and, Reagan and, at, was president. Star Wars, but at the same time, it didn't 80s. feel like it didn't feel like the eighties at all. Like there was so much eighties shit in there, but it didn't have any of that. So it felt like what Hollywood thought the 80s was like, as opposed to me who knows siblings and other family and plain people who lived during that time, and like they're like, that doesn't feel like it. It was how Patty Jenkins remembered the 80s. Yeah. There was... All right, now, this might... This this is kind of like what took me out of the movie uh, for the, like... I'd say like half to 60% of the movie. Uh, This one reoccurring theme and maybe this is because I'm a male maybe this is because I don't know the plight of the woman but I try to think I'm a quite liberal guy and I try to empathize with oh no women, it was ridiculous how every guy was a sleazebag in this movie every single fucking guy starting from that mall scene because what do they show the the yoga or what are the the, the, the aerobics mm-hmm the jazzy eighties aerobics on any and of that. What did you have all around them? Just guys, just like eating food, watching Leering, them. Yeah. Like they're like butts, boobs. <laughs> this is all I think about day in and day out. It's like yeah, she's a hot dame. Fuck, she's a she's oh. a dime. Solid then. Way to way to play your way to play your entire fucking hand <laughs> from scene numero dos, <laughs> the first introduction of men. Well, they get that out of the way. They need to get that out of the way so they can get to the insanity. 
Um, Dude, this it just it just bothered me because it kept on happening throughout the movie. And it was like both the women walking home. Hey, good looking. Hey, you want me to walk you home? Blah, blah. Like it was just like yeah, this myth like, that cat calling is this widespread epidemic, even though I've never seen it in my entire life. Well, I guess like, I guess and I'm I not trying to say that it didn't happen at all. Like I'm sure it happened, but you have to assume that like it's not everywhere you look. Well, here's the other like, thing. This sure. is why I say this was a late night. This feels like a late '90s movie or early 2000 movie because they have. Uh, what they don't in modern superhero movies, they don't have the goon, like the guy in the back alley who comes up and attacks the the hero or incites the hero fight, right? Like you think of like Spider Man One, you think of like I don't know, probably like um, I feel like the original Batman had something like that. You think of like Spawn, you know, like that le- that era where they're just like you, the guy with the leather jacket. And the knife, he's like, ah, yeah. give me your pearls, give me a what? Like when it's like so much yeah, that it was it's a cliche. Always, it's always that. Um, but I need to. We need to talk. We need to finish the small scene. Just I need to add in that she, yeah. th- she throws the little girl into the fucking teddy bear, and the guy falls down in the little in the drum hoop like he's in, like he's in fucking Cirque du Soleil because he holds on to that thing the whole time, and he goes, oh yeah, that's not even campy. That's, sure, it's not even like campy. That's just like. Sure, I get, throw it in there. Maybe why not? It's a uh it's a scene. It's a scene. Yeah, it's a memorable scene because it sucked dick and it's it's dumb. That's what I mean. It's like a Cirque du Soleil. It's like every scene was only notable because it had some form of like some some form of uh acrobatics. Right, like like uh, swing down the rope acrobatics. Yeah. You want to know how yeah. they do this movie? You want you want to know who did this fucking movie better? Again, this is also why I say this is like an early two thousand thing, because uh, this is a bad, awful version of the Austin Powers opening. There's no fun music. There's no cool dance numbers. It's trying to be campy and fun, but Austin Powers yeah. like knew. They knew. He's just like, I'm just gonna do a fucking whole intro sequence, and we're gonna do a dance number, and it, that's campy. This I don't fucking know what it was. It was the prelude and, to to off the rails. You know what? You know what's interesting is that is that we we always talk about like like what was the tone of the movie? What was the what was the tone? Like like you you think of a Marvel movie, you know, there's going to be some a good amount of levity. Like Guardians of yeah. Galaxy, tons of levity, even in serious moments. It's a comedy. Yeah, like the climax is him uh, like distracting with a fucking dance number. Right. Yeah. Some some have criti- like, criticized that DC, maybe it's too much, but it's, like it's, cons- it's at least consistent. Yes. And like DC has always kind of tried, tried, failed, but tried <laughs> to shift towards a more dark or gritty, uh, grim. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know grim kind of uh, theme or tone. And then uh, they kind of did that with Batman vs Superman. I think they're going to do that with a new Batman movie. No, and no way. Shazam, they wouldn't make Robert them... Pattinson a dark and brooding character. <laughs> and with Shazam, we saw them kind of take a, a different approach with that. Like... Where it was like campy, it was comedy, it was fun. And that like was good. Because it was a consistent tone throughout it. And in this movie, we don't get a tone, a consistent tone that 
like because whenever Chris Pine shows up, it's like ah comedy, Here like I come goofball to save the antics. <laughs> yeah, and then like at a certain point, like the beginning seems like it should have been like a fun like. She's having fun beating these villains up, but there's we don't get the the soundtrack over it where it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. There there's weird out of place stuff that happens that yeah, there's isn't making it comedy. Ooh, ooh. It's here's a good fucking question. What's the theme of this film? What's the musical theme of this film? There is Solid. music in no, this. No, no, no. Like there's no Wonder Woman theme. Like in the last one, there was like. Oh yeah, right. there was that like. Yeah, the, ah, right. There's, I don't know how to make that noise. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing no, I, like I that in you. this. There's not like uh, there's not the Avengers. You know, like Avengers have the Avengers theme. Everyone has like their own themes. This movie, I don't fucking know. I wonder what was supposed to be it. I don't know. Had to have been. Meanwhile, so as they cram this stuff in, she does this opening hook sequence, which um, doesn't hook me. And then he's like, "All right, now we got to introduce our characters. Now we got to see her in her home life and." and uh see where she's at because it's a sequel guys remember this is how this is how or late 90s early 2000s bad movies like bad sequels were like time to look at where we are since the last movie da 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 and she's there uh and she hasn't changed her name in 50 years despite you know not looking a day older and no one seems to think there's anything wrong with that and she walks around this set, this set. Oh, this set. Um, I can the the main color that sticks out in my mind is like, like lapis blue, right? It's like lapis blue floors, and there's like weird ass shit in the background. Um, and she meets the 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 Kristen Wig lady. Um, okay, we're. At, I have to interject this here. Are we at the point in society where we can admit that Gal Gadot is a bad actress and has no charisma, or are we still pretending from, from this that she's good? I will give I her. I think she does one more chance. I think. I think she can do drama scenes decently really? well because I did not. By her well, emotions was... in the climax, at all. Oh no, that climax. Ooh, I, that's it. I was all. more thinking like love, like like love interest scenes, like with like her scenes with um, like uh, Chris Pine. Is that Chris Pine's oh, um, charisma carrying the scene, or is? Well, I who know? I mean, I don't know. I, the I, th- is I think yes. I think at least part of it was was Gal Gadot. Um, you know, she was the one who was who was hanging on for for dear life. I mean, she had all the power in the in the situation to let let him go, uh, but didn't want to. And you could, I think, feel that kind of heartbreak that she had uh, in not letting him go and, and wanting to hold on and not wanting to renounce her it, wish. Well, it um, certainly was implied to me. I did not connect with it at all. Um, sorry. I don't know. I think I think where she kind of loses me is her like normal, like one on one interactions. Like all her interactions with Chris and Wig always seemed really. Forced. Oh yeah. So yeah. So she meets Kristen Wig, who is like, again, this is like for this was a formula movie script where they're like introduce awkward character, show her being awkward. Guys, do you realize she's she's clumsy? 
I don't know if you know this, but she's a little socially awkward, and she's not too coordinated. I I I, I don't I don't yeah. know if you picked up on that. Um, they were they were really on the, on the nose with that one. Um, she's like she was five seconds away from having a bow tie spin. Go, <laughs> you know, with the fucking Poindexter glasses popping out. Um, and then Gal, Gal Gadot, you know, Di- Diana comes up and she's like, mm, I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> okay, I will interject though. Um, I think that was done purposefully. Well, I'm sure. And- and here's why. And I don't think it's like lazy writing. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's shitty writing too, uh, to purposely make her like on the nose, awkward. Like, yeah, they got to fit this in right away. I think it was done because of her wish. Uh, I mean, she wishes to be like Diana. She wishes to be all that in a bag of chips. And what was taken from her? They don't directly say it, but like, uh, one woman, Diana, alludes to it where like she loses her humanity, she loses her personality. Mm. So, in for her wish of like strength and power and to be like Diana, she loses what makes her her, which was that clumsy, like, and they had a they had to ham that up in the beginning to really be like, look at this like clumsy, uh, foolish uh, person who you can just like goof. pass over. Um, so like, mm-hmm. I think it was necessary. I just don't think it worked well. It's still not a good look when, um, it, when Wonder no, Woman it, gives her the fucking Mean Girls treatment until she <laughs> she'll till she says something that Wonder Woman consider, considers important, and then she's like, "Oh, yeah, I'll hang out with you now," um, because I think the tone they were going for, or at some point, some writer was like. She's she hasn't moved on from Trevor, from Steve Trevor. She's supposed to be like kind of she plays the smooth character, but she's really kind of secluded and alone. Um, and she kind of pushes away other people. But having her do a mean girl routine, like mm, maybe not. I'm busy for lunch. Thanks. Uh, and then yeah, and that honestly kind of like came off weird because whenever I think of like Wonder Woman, I feel like there is some sort of like nicety like well even in this movie she's, they she's they supposed just, to be good. they portrayed her as being like warm like the way she interacted with the kids at the mall and all that and like pretty right. much every character except Kristen Wiig's uh, character yeah. she's like very amenable towards mm-hmm. i think i think that's the issue okay i think you just i think you nailed it right there and I think the overarching issue is she really didn't have she really didn't have a flaw in this movie. And I mean like like what what's better in like a superhero movie to see your hero like sort of fall a little bit? And I think in this case we would like to see her kind of be all not so great. Mm-hmm. Sure, she lost her powers a little bit, but that's like easily fixable. Yeah. Like she just renounces her wish. Bada boom, bada bing. So her flaw is that she doesn't but, want to give up her co-star, who's yeah, supporting her performance. Her, her only flaw <laughs> is she wants the dick of a uh, of a World War Two vet. Um, it's like or World War One. Yeah, so, yeah, so they. Oh yeah, they get the stone yeah. in, which is I think upon further review, the Dreamstone is just a symbol for cocaine. So they just find a big chunk of cocaine, 
and everyone starts snorting the cocaine. And that's why Gal Gadot, that's why uh, Diana hallucinates that's this random greaser guy who's a greaser in the 80s, I guess. Um, okay. That, so, he wasn't, she yeah, wasn't hallucinating. So, no, the hallucination, no, I'm saying like he was, he was hallucinates that it's a Steve Trevor. Like, the greaser dude yeah. is yeah. who he is. He just uh, right. occupied the consciousness of some dude who I guess just wakes up in the yeah. middle of the fucking apocalypse when she renounces her wish. What the fuck is that? <laughs> True. And You know what? And they, they should have done this more because I think they kind of did it in one of the fight scenes in the White House where he started fighting back and was like, oh, I didn't know I could do this. Like, he started using his normal body's, like, like skills. Yeah. And they should have done that more often. They should have been like, oh, he was an engineer. Mm-hmm. Watch him do, like, math, like, real quick or some some bullshit like that. I don't know. Right. Like, watch him know stuff that he normally wouldn't know as Steve because he's, he's actually piloting the brain of... Now... This right, other which guy. leads me to um, my next kind of thing is that the wishes in the beginning of the movie, when they first snort the cocaine, are plausible, <laughs> like kind of, they're supposed to be plausible magical ability, like where he doesn't, Steve just doesn't appear out of fucking nowhere. He doesn't go, I'm here. I'm saving the movie. You called <laughs> for me. Um, he like, tur- he like, she kind of like turn. He turns into from this greaser guy, right? He turns into uh, Steve, and you're supposed to be like, "Oh, it's the glamour, right? It's like a fairy's glamour that he's become yeah. this way to her, and she's entranced with him." And then at the end, by the end, he's just like nukes, expl- wall in the desert. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, the the wishes in in the beginning very gradual, like cheetah. Uh, gets her powers kind of gradually. Then she loses her vision. She gains strength. Yada yada yada. She slowly loses her humanity and whatever. But then, li- literally, I wish you were dead. Falls over and dies. Yeah. Like it's they become instant wishes, and it's like oh, so we're throwing the 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 rules that were set up in the beginning out the window for the sake of plot convenience. Plot? Yeah. Right. Plot convenience. Um, there have to be nukes instantly. There has to be a wall, a fucking wall. Right. So, so yeah. Um, we meet we we meet Max Lord, and again, uh, thinking back early two thousands movie, I just get that feeling where we see the guy, and the it's like with um, I don't remember Spider Man one too well, but this feels like how he gets his powers. Kind of gives me that feeling of like. And then he was struck by a stray bolt of cocaine. You know, he he find he he sneaks his way in. We're skipping some shit where he meets the he meets them. He's a sleaze bag who's who's like wealth is all uh, front. Um, he's, and he, he like he has I said, he's, he's a thinly veiled Donald Trump caricature, right? Um, but yeah. is played like a generic eighties business uh, asshole. Whatever. Um, so he, he sexes his way to get the big rock of cocaine, and then he goes to the cocaine, and he's like, I want to become the cocaine. <laughs> and he snorts the whole thing into himself, and he becomes a Quaaludes! Quaaludes! <laughs> Best damn orgasm he ever had! <laughs> and he becomes the snow, he becomes the snow fairy, and when everyone comes by, they're like, what do you wish? And he just hucks a, he hucks a little dime bag in their hands, you know? Yeah. Um, 
They no, they take no. He come, they come into his office and they take bumps off of his ass. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal sticks his his tight butt in the air and they fucking do rails off of it. his mouth. And then Grogu shows up and he. <laughs> oh my his god! And this is how we connect the DC universe to the Star Wars universe. Oh, so um, and he force yeah, chokes so- Diana. <laughs> So they play him, so they play this part of the arc in the least, like, nuanced way, or at least interesting <laughs> way, where you just, like, make you wish for stuff. <laughs> I wish that he would have just had the powers from the beginning, and... I wish that this movie were better. I, yeah. Um, so... True. He has to do this in a very contrived way, where he makes devil deals with everybody, and <laughs> I guess his Gal, the thing that takes Gal away from to... him is his health because he's like fucking sickly for I the wish... rest of the movie. Yeah, some, some commenters it's a some commenters had this fantastic idea for his kind of curse, which is he should have slowly turned into the stone, like turned into stone because he wished to be the dream stone. Yeah, that would have made more yeah, sense would... than him just like having it made, Rona. Made a lot more sense. <laughs> Right, and then and then the end, it could finally take him over or whatever, and the like. No, you defeated me, and he totally petrifies into stone, into like some sort of like crazy statue. And it's like he's he's an icon, what he always wanted to be or whatever. Anyways, he starts. Yeah, he starts doing these contrived ass wishes. He's like, I have everything I ever wanted. I'm going fucking insane. Stocks, stonks. Mm-hmm. Um, then he gets pissed. Stonks. He gets a little petty dick waggling contest with. Um, some Saudi oil guy, which, again, like in Joel Schumacher, uh, you know, Batman and Robin, where they had, like, Saudis, Saudi oil, oil people are, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, were, like, the comedy villain, where they're, like, the evil council of bad guys. There's always, like, the Saudi guy in the, in the conference table, right? There's him, and, like, the Russian guy, and the mobster, and the Chinese, mm-hmm. or Asian like um you know um triad member and they're all sitting around the table like hmm how will we sell the drugs to these kids eh. <laughs> so he goes there he goes there he's like here have this i'm going to take your <laughs> i'm gonna walk off with your team and pop up his big wall in the desert just out of nowhere i'm and then <laughs> oh okay so they they, I don't know why they're going. They go to Egypt, um, Diana and, and Steve Trevor, um, after a hilarious dress-up montage. Funny, wah, wah. funny. Uh-huh. Doesn't he look so strange in eighties clothes? Which, Remember all those zippers? I think I think I understand why it didn't feel eighties to me. It's because instead of uh, paying homage to the eighties, she just recreated the tropes that were in eighties movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that doesn't give it like a, this is the it feels like this is a dated movie, um, and yeah. then the Smithsonian scene, which where, where the, the the stupidity piles upon itself as they climb onto the fueled up jet at the Smithsonian airstrip. Keep in mind the Smithsonian is deep in the metropolitan like capital area. Plenty of room for an airstrip for for a jet to take off there. Um, then yeah, they fly yeah. and she turns the plane invisible, whatever. But then they they fly at a good half a knot 
through a through a field of fireworks like it's the fucking Aladdin's magic carpet ride. <laughs> never never mind that they have to be in Cairo in eight hours and they're in a supersonic jet. Um, I watched this, so I watched this with my father. This was we watched this over the holidays. It was a terrible mistake. <laughs> it was a fucking awful family time. And he tell he like he tell me the story. He's like, yeah, your grandfather, my dad. Um, he was a World War Two like or you know Vietnam War like trainer. He would train the fighter jets, and sometimes he would get in a jet. He's like, and what he would do, he would be in Buffalo, and my dad would be in Rochester. And he's like, come out in fifteen minutes, and I'll fly over you. And he went from Buffalo to Rochester in fifteen minutes. That's half of New York State. And yeah. yet these guys had a whole f- five minute scene where they were talking to each other as they. They just fucking, they bob through this one fireworks thing right through the middle of a fireworks display. This is just a great idea on all accounts. You know, Steve, also, Steve knows my, how to fly this plane. My problem with this, uh, this is, this is a, a, a bunch of problems all in one. First of all, this jet scene. Uh, first of all, World War One planes, not, not the same not as the jets. Same. Not the well, same. Development Second, over the past. Yep. A couple more knobs years. and switches. You probably got to flick. Um, and yep. All right. I actually don't know this. And about... fireworks are explosives. Right. And you don't. Also, he didn't know what fireworks were. <laughs> fireworks have been it's... around since Zhiguang Dynasty yeah. in China. Mulan taught me that. Mulan, yeah, Mulan, Mulan told me that he's been around yeah. since Jing Jing Wang yeah. Wang Ping Pong China and, Dynasty. Uh, also, even if he knew, uh, he would know, being an aviator, that you don't fly a hundred feet, like you don't fly five hundred feet above the above sea level. You you take that up a couple feet. You you go a little higher, especially over a municipal area. You know, I mean, it's not New York airspace levels of strict, but. I would think that a guy who flew a biplane would be like, maybe we don't fly a hair's dick, a dick's hair over these buildings. Over the Capitol? As we sit, <sighs> yeah. As we sit side by side in the cabin, which that's, I, is that, I don't, I don't think that's how fighter jets. Usually really, no. Because really you want your know. fighter jet to be, you want the nose to be as wide as possible, right? So you have yeah. them sit side by side in the cockpit, like it's a, like it's a 747, right? You really you want to shear also, that. That hole when you make a turn. <laughs> so uh, what was just what was the other thing that was wrong with that scene? Um, oh, not not wrong. What they did cool. I liked the fact that they made the jet invisible. That was the another wonder. That was the thing. justification for that entire scene. Yeah. So yes, it was, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. The rest of it. It, they got that, and then they trashed the rest of the scene. So that was a wash. Then they're in Egypt, and they, they see... Oh, shit, there he goes. Oh, 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 he went right by us. <laughs> On the one road. One oh, road oh. in Egypt. Uh, time to have an action sequence in which our little <laughs> water our little beater-ass <laughs> buggy car uh, is going to fight Don't some APCs. Don't you remember the saying, all roads lead to Egypt? All, <laughs> that's, that's the saying. Sure is. Oh, my gosh. Um... Yeah, so they have an action scene in which the little buggy uh, car driven by a normal dude is able to pull Tokyo Drift maneuvers uh, and combat yep. several uh, an armed patrol of APCs. Um, 
Meanwhile, Wonder Woman gets out and runs in front of a green screen. And it's terrible. <laughs> Dude, I would I would pay so much fucking money to get a clip of, of Gal Gadot just running in place. <laughs> and yes, running in place as as again when this when this action scene starts you realize that it's been like an hour since the last one you're like oh right there's supposed to be like action in superhero yeah. movies this is what a superhero fuck? movie there is. right shit and then they don't let you fucking forget it for the rest of the movie because it's just action from here on out for the rest of the hour no though like it go it don't oh, no that's what it felt like um there's so, this scene yeah, and she then has this thing and she starts talking right she the important, I guess, the important part of the scene is she gets hurt, and uh, she also saves two crash test dummies. They establish she's losing her powers. That's she gra- the- dude. That, that they, was the worst. They, those kids look so fucking fake when she grabbed them. I'm sorry, this was some of the worst CG I've ever seen in a superhero movie. That was. Like, that I was gotta like a think that like every movie released during COVID times just had its VFX budget slashed. Which is weird because you can do, ostensibly do that from home. Like you could yeah. take your your rig, they'll like here. Well they we know, well, they know, they know that it's you. not gonna make a lot of money, so they don't want to spend as much on the post production. So there's like uh, uh, fucking yeah, give me your budget plan, ILM. We're going down from five studios to four. Normally we'd hire ILM, but we're gonna like not even hire the orphanage. We're gonna hire this dude in his basement who watched a lot of video co-pilot back in the mid two thousands. His initials are ILM, so we can put that in the credits. But um, Erwin Michael Scheister. Um, we get back to stuff stuff happening. It just again, this is a lull in the plot, like. Oh no, Max Lord's powers are getting out of control. Oh no, Cheetah's powers are getting out of control. Uh, we talked to a Mayan stoner guy for one minute, and that's dropped. Can I talk about how, like, low-key wow, shitty it is? Like, oh, your name's Frank? You can't be Mayan. Like, what the fuck is that nonsense? Like, you're Mayan and your name is Frank. That's, that's my favorite <laughs> thing of the '80s is the Mayans. You know all those '80s Mayans, right? That was that was so popular yeah, with ancient books. Mayan books <laughs> written in Mayan and written in Mayan from the Mayan times. How many books, Peter? How many books in Mayan do you think there are in the world? Zero. So many. It, oh! They had a whole chain. It was called oh, Bards no. and Napuchli. Maybe not in the Smithsonian. Because Mayan, Mayans were known for their their having of paper and scribing on it. They didn't use stone or but anything. His papa had it, but his papa handed it down from him from his papa and his grandpappy. His grandpappy, and they told us the story of how cocaine is the undoing of the entire fucking every every ruler in history. Uh, you know the Declaration of Independence handed down. Cocaine handed down. We're- I'm glad they spelled that out for us too. How In it was like put it at the end of every civilization. Which wait, wait, hold on, hold on, for, hold on. Brain blast. <laughs> All right, I know 
too much about Roman empires because oh, of yeah. Latin. Romulus okay. was the first emperor of Rome, Romulus not the last. Was the was the first? <laughs> I, I emperor picked that up of Rome. too. I'm like, no, he was not the last. Romulus and Remus founded Rome. <laughs> Was somebody named Romulus later no, on? Not that I'm aware of. It was Nero. So, wasn't it Nero who Patty Jenkins? Who why do you fuck history? Why do you just take it by the haunches? I can't this dream and stone? Just say, fuck it. Oh. Ah, cameraman, hey, get over here. I need to record remember, this scene. Remember that DC alternate timeline when we almost like went into full nuclear war with with Russia and everyone else at the same time, like Africa and like yeah. South America and everybody, like 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 nukes were like launching. Yeah. Mm. you saw it. You saw it launching behind the Kremlin. <laughs> All those little like, Kremlins. This would have been so much better if they like explained like, hey, maybe Wonder Woman had something to do with like the Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, they had a crazy well, fake is, this history. This is 1984, not 1963. They couldn't have done the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> right. I don't know history <laughs> enough. Um. So. So yeah. Meanwhile, whatever missile crisis it would have been. You know, Kristen Wiig's bad because she has a leather leather jacket on and um, uses <laughs> a man's dark villain in the history of cinema <laughs> no she's the best because her wish is taking control of her and sucking the humanity and it replaces it with superpowers and, and leather jackets and later oh, later, later yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Um, she later. becomes so, an extra from cats later hot. on then <laughs> shut the fuck up those are demons <laughs> those are demons from the bible and you know it I am the beast at the end of the bible <laughs> So, like, I almost would have wanted like one of the gods to show up again and like have more stuff I, with that. Instead it would have been like, more interesting. Oh, the god made you know Hades showed right, up so, at the end of the game, or exactly. the end of the movie. Because you know what, Hades Whatever. was the loner who owned everything in the earth. You know, like oil. Wouldn't it have been cool if Max Lord was just Hades instead of Max Lord? Didn't they already do Hades? No, Wait, they no, did Ares. Ares. But Hades, yeah, that would have been cool. Right, Hades. Maybe Hades was and, like, and a Steve guy. Trevor could have been trapped in the underworld, and you could have done a Persephone thing. Yes, but they didn't cut because they wanted Wonder Woman to fucking pull the gold armor out of her closet that she'd been kept in a fucking garbage bag. How fucking? Hey, what's that MacGuffin in the it corner? It wasn't even a MacGuffin because it did fuck all in the movie. No. <laughs> Oh my god, no, dude, weren't you watching the movie? It protected against the Catwoman's fucking claws of fury over here. <laughs> Chitara. Thund- the got- Thundercats. So like- the golden armor, like, <laughs> would she have just, like, died instantly without it? Like, it did nothing of significance. Like, you were so- oh my god. But- like, the golden armor did shit all. The golden armor that was played up in the trailer, and that was like, this is gonna be our crowning <laughs> jewel of the Wonder Woman movies. Image- She's wearing this armor. Look at Gal Gadot in gold! Look at it! Look at it with your feeble fucking male mind. And watch this do shit all. This is my... In here, fact, she strips This is it. my literal yeah, Emmy. She loses her helmet, like, three minutes into the fight. And the oh. wings. I don't even remember seeing the wings. <laughs> the wings only did one purpose. 
the two two things. It did two. Sorry, it did two things. It did two fucking things. This is not four. This is two. <laughs> it did two things, <laughs> and that was fly her to the fucking island. Even though she knew how to fly, that she was all like, "Hey, hey, guy, what does it feel like to fly? <laughs> I wish I could fly." Meanwhile, she has armor that can do it for her. But no, oh. no, we. Oh, Second, by the way, it shields her. It's a yep. Hawkeye shield, Hawk Hawkman shield. Yep. Um, we Ugh. skipped a whole fight scene and him taking over the White House from Reagan. Sure. Who fucking cares? Who remembers that? Nobody. Uh, I, I remember it because as this movie <laughs> goes on, her costume fits her less and less well. Mm-hmm. Like you could fucking does she get fat? No, she gets like it gets hollow. Like I could score, I could like hit a three pointer off her fucking collarbone into her costume. Like when she was running, that shit like caved. Like there was like this. Her her torso looked huh. like this, and it was like, oh god, this costume is awful. I wonder if they wanted her to like look like. Getting more like sunken in, like weaker. No, because that they just made the costume oh. look like a plastic piece of Halloween costume, like it was real oh. bad. Um, so she she well. uh, turns away from Trevor and is like, mm, maybe not. Maybe it was a bad thing. And she's like, oh, no, I can't. Time for you to leave the movie. Your contract is up. It's like, thank God. It's my Chris time. Fine, get out of this movie. <laughs> I need to fly now. It's time to shine. To Star Trek. And she fucking flails through the. She can't pick a pose. She's like, wait. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Mm-mm. Were those outtakes that they accidentally left in? And then she's like, oh, what if I use my whip though? <laughs> and she fucking pelvic thrusts her way into the stratosphere. Um, okay. Inconsistencies with the whip was the other thing that I had a problem with that I've seen elsewhere. Uh, what the big conflict earlier in the movie was she lost grip of her whip because it ran out of length on the mm. missile launcher or whatever the fuck it was on the missile. And now she can reach planes with more whip left and hit lightning. I remember when riding the lightning was like the coolest part of this whole fucking trailers? I was like, oh my god, that's how she flies. She rides the lightning. And then they play this goober ass soundtrack over it as she like disinterested like i'm going oh i got i gotta turn around I it's left not the like there was, a, there was a there was a heavy metal band armor with an album called ride the lightning that was around in the 80s or anything like that no no it's not like they're warner brothers which again is like their strength which they leveraged on other warner bros movies is their soundtrack and music catalog pull out one fucking merry melody out of your scooter and slam it in the soundtrack. So she goes to Mystery Island. <laughs> she goes to Zombie Island as Max Lord on his uh, third day without sleep as he switched from coke to meth, bleeding out of his eyes. He's like, I need to talk to everyone. The particles will touch you, and then I can make my wish come true. Oh my god, I don't even want to get it. Can into we just that. talk about how the villain's plan relied on particles? He just hears that in like a board satellite. meeting. He's like, that, that, that's gonna work. Touch people. That's how it was explained to me. <laughs> Fucking get out of here if you're bullshit. So yeah, the climax, and then she puts the ra- lasso around his leg, and everyone sees the truth. And she looks right at the camera. She's like, and she's supposedly talking to people in the world, but she's talking. He's like, 
R- renounce your wish. It's just give it up. And it's Gal Gadot, yep. so there's like no emotion or any conviction behind the words. And I'm just and I'm laughing at this point. I'm just I'm I'm dying at death. I'm looking at my watch. Oh, did you like how the fact that the even though he was away from the monitor, uh, they had like probably cut the power to the entire place after destroying the power lines. They were still transmitting a signal in a blue in a little fucking golden? blue column. Like, what the fuck was that? Was that the moonlight? No, that was this, the magic was of insanity. the movie. Like this. So, oh, by the way, at this point in the movie, this is the end of the movie. We're getting to the end of the movie. They took out all the color. They're like, fuck that. It's time to go DC on this thing. Um, and they take all the color. They turn up. They, they provide everyone just straight up a full on, you know, they're, they're just doing speed balls at this point. Like, that's what that's the energy of this. The scene is like everyone's on speed balls. And he's like, the wind. I am the master of the wind. <laughs> Newspapers. Um, and, and Gal's like, no, no, everyone just stop. It'll do, it will save the world. Just stop it. Stop what you're doing. Well, no, Peter, the lasso makes everyone see the truth. Not just tell it. Great. That's so good for the 6.5 gajillion people out there. It doesn't make any fucking sense because this movie's goddamn garbage so max lord cries to his son and his son says he loves him anyway who who just pops out on a freeway somewhere like they cut to him and he's just like wandering like like it's yeah he's he's in the woods she compliments the the dude that steve possessed on his outfit and then the movie ends mercifully and then we have the mid-credit scenes with linda carter and that's the best part of the movie and then it's over and i never have to talk about it again (laughs) Flush it. Flush it. Flush it like the turd it is. DC, I renounce my wish. DCEU, you still suck. You can't build on any positive momentum ever. Like, and Shazam was great positive momentum, and we're, like, going into, like, the Snyder Cut, which is supposed to be the tits. I don't know. Maybe it's not the tits. After seeing this, it might not Probably be the tits. isn't the tits, because it's know. Zack Snyder's yeah. unfettered vision of a movie. And that's never been good. <laughs> but it's it's being approved by HBO Max, which is the guarantee that it's going to be right. the tits. Because like all Wonder of Woman HBO's 84. offerings are the tits all the time. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman 84. Perfect movie. Uh, super intelligence. Getting rave reviews. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We'll be back with streaming on Hilux 2 saturday jake join us 8 p.m eastern yes. standard time i'm i'm out we're, we're done with this this has been like almost three hours of us talking about this goddamn movie and i don't want to talk about it anymore fucking i'm having another this. i'm this making a boys. fucking midori sour i'm getting choice to the rest of the night all right everyone don't be well stay safe saturn says that com party like it's 1995 peace Bye-bye.